Hey everybody, it's Brendan here, the editor and uh, the editor-in-chief of the Cinema Talk podcast. That's me. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Uh, just a quick message before we start this. I know this is a long boy, so... <laughs> yeah, that... Alright. Interesting phrasing. Floyd's standing over there listening to me record this right now and uh, trying not to laugh. Uh, I said that right as he was taking a drink, which is uh, amazing. But, uh, so yeah, I know this is kind of a long boy, but we announce some pretty sweet contest details uh, at the end of this episode. So if you decide... I can't make it through this whole episode. Uh, you know, which I you shouldn't. which which you shouldn't decide that. Listen to the whole thing, you fucker. Uh, exactly. Please, but anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I love you. Uh, there we go. I kissed the mic. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So if you could do me a flavor and make sure that you listen to like the last like five or six, 10, 15 minutes of the podcast. Uh, that should explain everything, and we're really excited to, to do this at long last. So, uh, as, a, as a wise man once said, you're going to take it and you're going to like it. Hey guys, so today we're going to start out with final ratings and thoughts. That's not how the podcast works. Hey, today we're talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens, starring here. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill's second build. Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Andy Serkis, oh. Dormo Gleeson, Anthony Daniels, Lupita Peter Daines. Maz. Yeah, Maz. Oh, I Maz. didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I love Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, Peter Mayhew and Max von Sydow, directed by J.J. Abrams. Also, when you said starring, I thought you were going to start naming us. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, starring, right? The Cinema Dog Podcast starring. I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Matt. I'm Logan. And this is the Cinema Talk Podcast. Yes, this is the Cinema Talk Podcast. So, where we talk about cinema. Obviously, by the name of the And we're a podcast. We're a podcast. So, this is not the catch So, line. we are a three for three in yeah, terms of I our think, name. The say, words I, relating I, to us. I think the name of our podcast Bo is, did very, a about this. is very obvious what our content is. So, I if agree. you clicked on this thinking we were going to be talking about food, you might, need to go back, you might need to go back to second grade. <laughs> Um, we do eat a lot of cereal while we record these. We yeah. do. And popcorn. Um, but yeah, we are more quiet about it now than we used to be, than we considering our Kingsman the Golden Shut Kingsman. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> Kingsman um, is allowed. Lots of bad yeah, there was a, It also has the most downloads, so maybe yeah, people like that. Ooh. No, it has the second most downloads. Empire still has the most. But um, this is our eighth episode of our Star Wars series. If Tonight you guys have not... Sorry. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to our first seven episodes, they're up. The original six movies plus the uh, <coughs> Clone Wars movie. Um, Sinister Six. Um, so, yeah, we got this movie, and then next we got Rogue One because we were going in release order. But, yeah, guys, I mean, Star Wars was done. It was over. Yeah, and then in 2012, Lucas was like, I'm going to sell. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> he sounded exactly like that. I know. And he decides to send it for $4 billion. To Disney, and just before we like start talking about the movies or anything, the production, just when you guys heard that Lucasfilm got sold to Disney and Episode Seven was announced, what were your feelings? I was skeptical. You were skeptical. I was really skeptical about it. I was like, "How are they gonna do this?" Like, I don't know. I I was like, "How are they possibly gonna follow up?" I wasn't. I was fucking in for it, man. I was just like, "Here we go, let's I mean, do like, it." I was excited to see what they would do, but you know, like always passing off to a new That's true. Uh, company, and you know, entirely. I, I was terrified. I was terrified <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> exactly. Like I wanted so badly for it to be good. And, okay. And 
this is this is the way it happened for me. When it first happened, I was like, oh my god, a new Star Wars movie, holy shit. And then I was like, oh my god, they're gonna fuck it up. And then the, yep. the teaser trailer came out, and my nerd boner got so hard. <laughs> I was just, I was ready for it. That Great lightsaber, image. that Kylo Ren lightsaber goes out, and I was like, oh yes, I'm ready for this. You okay, Logan? No. Was that it terminology? Really sad. Yeah. yeah, I wanted that terminology to be as disturbing as possible. Like it was. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, when it, first, when it first happened, I was like, oh my god, they're going to ruin Star Wars. It's going to be terrible. And that was probably back when I still liked the prequels, so I thought Star Wars wasn't already ruined by movies pre- previously made, so I was like... They could really only go uphill. Yeah. I was going to say, after... You, know, you can't make something much worse than Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace, so I was, you know... I was skeptical, and we'll talk about their success in this movie, in the next three movies, but like it or not, we got a Star Wars movie coming every calendar year for the foreseeable future. Holy moly. And I feel like, I mean, it makes sense with what they started with, starting with the new trilogy, but then also, um, they're obviously not going to make saga films the entire time, so I think it's a, it was the right idea to, to start making these spin-off movies, which is what we're leaning to right now, we're leaning to Solo. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's talk about specifically with this movie. What was your background? How many times did you see it in theaters? <laughs> How excited were you when walking into the theater, Brendan? I was so excited. I I didn't. This was the only one that I didn't go to the midnight premiere. I went to the day after. Wow, slash. And loser. somebody spoiled it for Not me. me. Not my fault. Yes. It was you, <laughs> my friends. Ryan Floyd. It was not my fault. It was you. It was not me. It was another person. Tell the story. Tell the story. All right. We were at lunch uh, when this movie came out, and some people had already seen it, uh, and we were just kind of discussing it. So me and my friend Matt, who I see all of the openings of, not not the Matt, this not not this Matt, Matt, different Matt, different Matt. Other uh, Matt. Matt we, with two T's. Matt with two T's. This is Matt with one T. Uh, but Matt with two T's and I go to uh, all of the openings of all of the Star Wars movies and all of the Marvel movies together. Uh, now, because for this reason, because we were at lunch, we both left to go get some more food or something because we're both hungry boys. Uh, and we come back and... So, <laughs> That's the best unnecessary uh, detail. Uh, so they were talking about the movie and out of nowhere my one friend just say and this is spoilers if you haven't seen this movie why are you listening to this podcast yeah. why are you clicking on an hour plus long podcast about a movie, <laughs> talking if, you about a movie if you don't yes. know what happens and one of the guys just goes Han Solo dies and Floyd goes why would you say that like why would you spoil it he hadn't seen the movie I didn't know that how was I supposed to know he that he hadn't seen the movie but you wrote it you could have just said nothing well, another time this is I, I'm about to spoil um 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 uh er, in no it was uh Last Jedi Last Jedi, Last Jedi. It was the first time this happened and this also happened for Infinity War <laughs> um so it, stop listening if uh, just plug your ears for this part if you don't want like actually this isn't a spoiler because well, actually, it's a spoiler. It oh my god, is. So, are you okay? This, it, is, uh, it, is it is technically a spoiler. One Skip of, ahead like two minutes. One of our friends said, sent to our group chat that we're all in, uh, <laughs> sent a message saying that Chewbacca dies in The Last Jedi. Chewie dies, spelled C-H-E-W-Y. Yep. Worth noting. Yeah. Chewie. Uh, Chewie. Like the quicker roads bars. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but I had already seen the movie, so I knew that wasn't true. Yeah. And so I was just like... Do, and everyone was freaking out because they thought that, like, he, this guy just spoiled the movie. Well, I was like, well, I know that's not true, but if I say that, then, like, they're going to know. The same thing happened with Infinity War. I had seen the movie, yeah. and they sent something to about a character dying who doesn't actually die, and I won't actually spoil Infinity War because we're not talking about it for a while yeah. for the foreseeable future. Um, 
My fault. And, uh, yep. <laughs> yes, it's totally your fault. Uh, but we, uh, I knew that this character didn't die because I saw the movie opening night, uh, and I was like, I, I'm, I can't say anything. Yeah. I'm like, what are you do in that situation? That's so well, you weird. learned from my mistake. Exactly. Well, you I just don't to say do. anything. I was 15 years old, freshman year in high school. I don't want to hear it. 15, I'm 16. I was 15 last year. Whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think that's my fault. I, I will hold by that that was not my fault. I'm still someone else, for it. Someone else spoiled it for them unknowingly saying, no, not knowing it was a spoiler, I still don't consider that my fault. You, you guys be the judge. I don't think it was my fault. He told that story accurately, so you guys be the judge. Alright. Um, but no, yeah, so... Write it on social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, Send us a message. Yeah, Matt, your background with the movie? Yeah, so... <clears throat> I, re- like, I was closely following the news for this film. Any tidbits of information that came out, I hopped on them. Like, when the title came out, mm-hmm. I analyzed this title so much. <laughs> you don't even know. What, what was your... Um, scientific conclusion about the, the film's title when you were 15? Uh, not much. It was no. like, oh, they're just bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, but no, when um, when this first trailer came out, oh I remember, God. I was like at my house and I was like, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing and then like it came out and then like I put it on my TV and I, I must have watched that thing like so many times. You're talking about the tiny teaser trailer? Yes, like the, the minute the long tiny, teaser trailer? Well, I think it is. The <laughs> that's just Finn yeah. sitting up and breathing heavily. Yeah, and then <laughs> Kylo with his lightsaber that's not actually in the movie. <laughs> Which I would say is probably like the best trailer for this film, even though it's like a really short teaser one. Like, yeah. I, I was. Because no one knew what was in this film. Like, yeah. no one knew what was going on. Like, were, were there going to be a lot of old characters in it? Like, we didn't know. So yeah. just having little images from it just blew my mind. And yeah, so I saw this movie. Uh, Midnight premiere, it was awesome. At a local theater, they had food trucks everywhere, and it was like a really big event. Everyone was dressed up. A- amazing movie experience. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like, this is the kind of thing where, like, everyone is talking about it. Like, you go anywhere. Like, I would, like, go to school and be like, guys, like, what, what did you think of that trailer? Like, yeah. whenever anything new, any new content would come out, like, go to church, discuss it with all my friends there. No. And, like, just, like, 24-7, just constantly keeping track of it. And... It's such yeah like seeing it opening weekend I I don't I don't think I saw it midnight premiere but I, I definitely did see it opening weekend and it's just such an event like to follow it and um, you know to it's just and such a community of people who are just now waiting to see this new installment of something that hasn't had new installments in so long yeah mm-hmm. and I mean for me this was easily the most hyped I've ever been for a movie and will be the most hyped that I will ever be for a movie. Same. I will never be as excited for a movie as I was for The Force Awakens. And like you guys, I followed it. I watched each trailer at least 100 plus times. Like, I didn't have a life. Like, I was just like, oh my god, Star Wars, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. Because like Lucas said after Revenge of the Sith, it that's it. <laughs> and that's my, that was my basis for those seven years between the announcement of, from the release of Revenge of the Sith to the announcement of um, the Lucas uh, Lucasfilm bio by Disney that I was like, it's just never going to happen. I'm never going to see a new Star Wars movie mm-hmm. in theaters. And I built myself up so much for it that literally the entire time I was watching the movie, I was shaking. <laughs> I was, I was like, were you crying? I, I cried. I no, I cried no, so many times. I, I didn't cry the first time <clears throat> because my adrenaline was going so much that it was just this mind-blowing experience for me. Um, I saw the movie six times in theaters. Um, I spent a lot of money on the Blu-rays and the toys that yes, like yes, the did. different. I really and there's a specific toy that I really want to get still, <laughs> aka the 
control it yourself we around BB-8. We are oh, adult. I have You have it? Yeah, the $170 sometime. version? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm, uh, I'm coming over. Yeah. Okay, and then this will be my basis on whether or not to buy it, but yeah, I've wanted that thing since it came out. Are you talking about the, the small one? Or? No, the life-size roll-around. Oh, no, no, no. About the yeah, I got, I got like... I, I, got like, I knew you had that one, Logan, because yeah. I've seen it at your house. No, the, like, the one that comes up to your ankle. Oh, that would be... And, like, that would be oh, oh my god. Floyd has been talking about buying this for like weeks now. It's $170, and it might be the best thing I ever buy, but I don't know if I'm going to spend the, the money on it. Really? You, you don't want the uh, BB-8 Souvenir Star Wars Cup? I do have the BB-8 Souvenir Star Wars Cup. So, like, side story, we went to Disney last year, as a school, and I got everything BB-8 that I could, including oh the souvenir cup that was the BB-8 souvenir Star Wars cup that was twenty three dollars. <laughs> I so still bought it. Money. Um, did you yeah, get I, the the tin popcorn can from the? I think I did. Movie? I'm pretty sure I did. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, we're spending so much time talking about like just the hype and lead up, but like literally. honestly, that's so much to this movie. So much to this. The discussion of this movie. Yeah, all of the hype behind it and, like, going to see it, like, knowing that... I don't know. I mean, no, we'll get to some things, but, like, when, you know, when Han Solo first entered, enters, like, oh I, don't think, I don't think that's, like, inherently a great moment, but, like, seeing him and, like, oh, my God, it's Harrison Ford, and, like, he's finally Han Solo again. That's, like, since the original trilogy, since, you know, he wasn't in the... Um, prequels mm-hmm. obviously but it's just it's just so amazing like seeing that knowing all the build up behind it knowing everything that's that's going on and, and when so you're exciting. sitting in the theater with a hundred other people who love the film as much as you do and yeah. they're cheering with the yeah, you know, old like, original fr- like first logo on. first logo like oh, opening crawl starts people cheer oh my gosh and it's such an amazing experience to be able to do that in a theater. Yeah. And this thing was had the biggest opening weekend of all time just until three weeks ago with mm. Infinity War. Woo. Which I really didn't think Infinity War was going to beat this. I didn't think... Just because I never felt like the hype was as high for Infinity yeah. War. Just I guess there were so many people like, alright, I did. <laughs> I'm like, alright, guess we're going to see Infinity War because, you know, it's Infinity War. But it never felt like this cultural phenomenon yeah. like Star Wars Force Awakens. Star Wars did. definitely um, I mean, We could talk about like you why, said, why I think that Infinity War definitely, like... It makes sense that it broke like all these records, but I, we can probably say on the Infinity War podcast. We can say we'll that for the Infinity War podcast. <laughs> that we'll do someday. Um, but yeah, so like, and also, what's really interesting about specifically this movie is J.J. Abrams is that he was very vocal saying that he was not going to do this movie. He was approached to do it. He wasn't going to do it. And you know, um, side story actually that Lucas, his idea before he sold to. Lucas or Lucas's idea before he sold to Disney was that he was going to make episode seven, <laughs> sell it to Disney, and they Whoa. were going to make eight and nine. Oh! And he went with he went and talked to Disney, and they were like, "No, let's just buy it now and oh make God. it ourselves." I strangely would have loved to see how that movie how that no, movie turned no, out. No, no, I'm much. Ha- I'm very happy with what but we have. Well, look, a piece of me wants to see look, what he would make like right yeah, now. In our I time. like I want this to be the canon. I'm very happy with how this movie yes. turned out with Disney in control. But it would be kind of fun to see what George Lucas would do with it. Like, yeah. all right, like nothing's happened for a very long time. Go. Yeah. <laughs> now I just need an idea. No! Yeah. Alright, well, no, I just need an idea. Oh my god, not no. again. Well, uh, well, the entire cast is going to be Jar Jar's offspring. Ah. <laughs> instead, ah. ins- instead of the uh, Skywalker grandchildren, it's the Jar Jar grandchildren. Yeah. I would kill myself. Yeah, no, that wouldn't happen. But, uh, yeah. Let's so, get into the plot summary, because so, yeah, we're taking a long. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so this is a long-ass plot summary, so just strap in, and I'm going to mess up a lot. Strap on. <laughs> Thirty years after the Battle of Endor and the defeat of the Empire, Luke Skywalker has vanished. 
The evil First Order has risen up from the ashes of the Empire, and the Resistance has developed out of the Rebellion, and serves now as the army to the New Republic. Now, General Leia is searching for her lost brother to help in the fight against the First Order. Leia sends her ace pilot, Poe Dameron, to meet with Laura Santeca, who has part of the map to Skywalker. Tekka gives Poe the map, but the First Order attacks. Poe hides the map in his droid BB-8 and sends him away as the village, as all the villagers, including Tekka, are killed by the First Order and by their leader, Kylo Ren. Poe is captured and taken aboard Ren's ship. Poe is interrogated by Ren, but is, is rescued rather by FN-2187, a defecting stormtrooper. Poe and FN-2187 escape the ship but are forced to crash, crash land back on the planet. There, FN-2187 wakes up to Poe being nowhere to be found. He takes Poe's jacket from the TIE fighter along with the name he christened him, with, which is Finn. Finn wanders around the desert until he comes upon a small town where he meets Rey. Rey is an abandoned scavenger on the planet that saved BB-8 and had been watching over him for some time. Finn tells Rey that he's part of the Resistance and that he needs to help BB. The First Order orders a team... Oh, look at that. First Order orders a team down to Jakku to find the droid with the map to Skywalker, and the troops are able to find Finn, Rey, and BB-8. Three are able to escape the planet aboard the Millennium Falcon, but are quickly boarded. Except they are not boarded by the First Order as they first assumed, but instead by the old smuggler Han Solo and his counterpart Chewbacca. After a shootout with some people that Han owes money to, Han agrees to help Finn and Rey return BB-8 to the Resistance, yet the First Order is informed that Han Solo has the droid on the Falcon. Supreme Order, the Supreme Leader of the First Order, Snoke, informs Kylo Ren that Rey's, uh, Ren's father, Han, not Rey's father, as we'll learn in Last Jedi spoiler, um, has the droid. Han seeks the help of an old friend named Maz Kanata. Finn's uh, scared from the... No, let me start over there. Finn, scared the First Order will find them, wants to run away. Rey challenges him, and he tells her that he's just a runaway stormtrooper, not in fact part of the Resistance. Rey feels a calling to Mac, uh, Maz's basement, where he finds Anakin and Luke's old lightsaber. When she touches it, she gets a premonition of Cloud City, a distraught Luke, and even a snowy forest from later in the film. She runs away, and the First Order attacks uh, Maz, uh, Maz's castle as they uh, use Starkiller Base to destroy the Republic homeworld of Hosnian Prime. Finn returns, but Rey is captured by Kylo Ren after he discovers that she has seen part of the map to Skywalker. The Resistance arrives and drives the First Order away. Han sees Leia again after not being uh, after being away from her for years after Kylo turned. They return to the Resistance base where Finn is reunited with Poe, who survived the crash on Jakku. There they learn of a plan. Uh, there they learn of the Star Killer from Finn and formulate a plan to destroy it before it can destroy the base. Meanwhile, Ren uh, begins to interrogate Rey to get the map, but she is surprisingly resistant to infiltrations of the Force. Ren informs Snoke of her Force abilities, and Rey is able to use her newly discovered Force powers to escape his shackles. Her shackles, sorry. Finn, Han, and Chewie begin the attack on Starkiller by landing on the planet and infiltrating the base. They capture Captain Phasma and force her to lower the shields. The aerial strike begins as the three run into Rey and uh, run into Rey and begin to set the charges to be able to start the destruction of the planet. Very convoluted plot. While setting the charges, Han confronts Kylo, calling him uh, by his real name, Ben Solo. Han tries to turn his son back, but is unsuccessful, and Kylo kills Han. Chewie then blows the charges, and Finn and Rey are chased into the forest by Kylo Ren. Poe blows a hole in the planet. So many and destruction. things yeah. would. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Poe blows a hole in the planet, and the destruction begins as Finn and Rey confront Kylo. Finn is quickly defeated by Ren, but when he tries to uh, when Kylo tries to retrieve his grandfather's lightsaber, Rey intercepts it. Rey battles Kylo as the planet collapses, and she is able to defeat him while gashing his face with, a light with the lightsaber. Chewie rescues Finn and Rey as the planet explodes and become a star. 
They return back to the base, and Finn receives medical help. BB-8 and R2-D2 combine their pieces of the map to Luke to complete it. The Resistance sends Rey to the planet with Chewie and R2, and she finds Luke on an island, and the metaphorical cliffhanger holds for two years as we go towards the long-awaited The Last Jedi. So, that was the plot of The Force Awakens, and boy, did it have a lot to live up to. Boy, how Not a lot. It was so long that we went into the next room and played with some Star Wars Legos for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I was wondering where you guys And went. ate some cereal. Yeah. Well, you could tell, that if you were listening, you could tell that we weren't around because we were making fun of every time Floyd messed up. Yeah, yep. it was kind of nice, actually, just to be able to mess up and just move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But, um... Yeah, can you think, I mean, can you imagine being a director in this situation where you are directing the movie that everyone is basically on their hands and knees, like, saying you're going to be the best, you're going to be the savior, like, like worshipping this movie. I mean, there's like, so much pressure to live up to. Like, and the fact that he was able to still withhold, you know, and make an actual movie instead of just, you know, giving in to base instincts of, like... You know, oh, I'm going to show this and I'm going to show that and this is going to be the best. and Pretty tight. And, like, you know, Abrams didn't want to do it initially. He had Lucas and Art doing the script initially. Yeah. And he just fired Lucas and Art and was like, no, Lawrence Kasdan, come here. Let's write this together. And thank God he did. Because <laughs> I do not want George Lucas anywhere near my Episode 7 script. I got this. No, you don't, George. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess let's go into the movie itself. Um, this plot really kicks in with the um the crawl because like this is this movie i'd say even more than like maybe the original in episode one like has to fill a huge time gap yeah and you have to like the way this movie sets up is like you just get kind of thrown right into it Mm -hmm. and if you didn't have any of this set up in the in the crawl like you'd i there's nothing really that you could do words um I mean, like, so first of all, something that did really well was the advertising, kind of introducing you to the characters, because otherwise, like, they're, they're not really, it's not really that interesting to to see, like, Ray and Finn, like, I, you know who they are, and Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but I think the movie sets them each up enough that it does. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like getting thrown in with Poe right away, and I, I, this, we get Poe right away, and Poe is a great character. I think he's one of the better new characters. Um, actually, I think all of the new characters are relatively good. They're pretty great. They're but, all um, good. Oh, yeah. And, um... In Force Awakens, for sure. Um, yeah, I like how in that, those first few shots, they make it very obvious who uh, Finn is going to be. He's the... They kind of, like, center on one stormtrooper, and if you know the marketing, you know mm-hmm. that he's... So they're, oh, the one with the right. hand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the blood print on the mask is obviously really unrealistic, well, yeah. but I'm willing to suspend my belief yeah. just because that's such a cool It's a thing cool thing, and it's easy to be able to know right. who and, and it marks him, and you know, I mean, that's kind of the reason why he is, you know, sort of becomes self-conscious. I mean, yeah. like, later on he also says, uh, like, at my first battle I made a choice. Yeah. Was that his first battle? Oh, yeah, yeah, apparently. His first, first battle. How long did they train stormtroopers for then? He was <laughs> part of the sanitation department. That's right. Yeah. Alright, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but no, also, I so I guess they were cleaning like, under- up the scum of these planets. <laughs> yeah. So they were like understaffed, and they needed yeah. someone to go. I guess so. But no, but apparently <laughs> oh, he was... we wouldn't have enough people for this mission. Fuck, send the All janitor. Right. But apparently, like he's like this like well touted uh, person too, apparently. according to like Phasma. So whatever. But also, first, want to point out bb 8s the first new character that we see. He rolls right up into your face, and all of a sudden, <laughs> we're going. And Lor Santeca's first line: "Wow, this will begin to make things right." 
Oh man, that's a jab at George Lucas if I've ever heard. <laughs> no. The first line of the sequel trilogy is this will begin to make things right. <laughs> like, damn, Kasdan was like, yeah, no, go away, George. Let me write this now. Fuck you. Um, nice. But no, yeah, this is, this is a great opening, and I can't think of like a better way to start this trilogy. What's the background for Max von Snydow's character? Um, I don't, I don't we know don't anything about it. really him. know. I mean, he says, like, he says, to me, she's royal. Yeah, yeah, so he's obviously been around for a while, familiar yeah. with these people. I didn't know if there was any information. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming there's stuff in the books, but I don't really I kind know. of got the sense that he was sort of used to be part of the uh, rebellion and then yeah. since has yeah. gone into hiding. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's what I got, and I, I think it was just kind of a, a MacGuffin because, as we'll talk about, the map to Skywalker is the MacGuffin of this movie mm-hmm. um, that everyone's kind of fighting for, searching for, but not to say that's a bad thing or detracts from the movie too much. Which but, I don't mind. I mean, there is that, you know, the struggle for that single object. But, yeah. um, I mean, it also leads into the whole conflict with the Starkiller base. And, and yeah. It, it drives the plot. Of the which I would say movie. is the main conflict. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so right away after we get those really cool shots of, like, kind of like the audio going away with um, Finn freaking out and the different, like, camera. I think that this movie, in terms of the camera movement and the shots... Abrams does a really good job in this movie. Yeah, and it has such a different feel from, um, but I mean, both the prequel trilogy and original yeah. trilogy. Yeah, it's because we have a different, uh, we have a more director's director in this movie For than sure. George Lucas. Abrams knows what he's doing. And um, I love the opening shots of Ren's ship coming down, and then that theme kicks in, and John Williams killed it. Knocks it out of the park, yeah. yeah. I remember I, seeing those shots in the trailer of the stormtroopers with the lights flickering and all. Just like, like shoot! Oh, I, I need to see that. Yeah. And he's and, <laughs> and you just delivered. see you just see his enormous ship descending on this like small like plateau mm-hmm. village. Yeah. And that's just I mean it's such a shift of tone and. Also, I, I know, like, people make fun of, like, Stormtroopers in the original trilogy, like, oh, they never hit anyone, like, yeah. you know, that's, that's like, a big joke, but they are, like, actually hitting people and, like, yeah. killing people. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that provides such a good change of tone, it's like, oh, yeah, like, okay, this is where we are now, like, yeah, these this are is, dangerous. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this is what, this is what Star Wars is now, and they, they kind of have a chance to reinvent it, which I appreciate, but also they still keep aspects of the original trilogy, and... One one uh, example of that that I really like is when BB-8 is sort of like rolling along the desert, mm-hmm. skipping ahead a little bit, but he's rolling around the desert and there's just this little alien that kind of pokes his head up, looks around, and like you're still like <laughs> yeah. yeah, like oh, that's that's I like love that part. that's just like a puppet, yeah, right, and and it's still showing you that. It's still Star Wars. Yeah. It's changed, but it's still Star Wars. And what I love about this opening and what we really get... Like, I think this opening is perfect for uh, Kylo Ren. You get this badass intro, and I love the, you are so right line, as soon as he cuts You're down so Lorsen right. and Tekka. I think that's really good. And catching the bullet. Oh, oh my that is god. Cool. That's so badass. My heart, like, stopped the first, the first time. first time with you. It's, it's something yeah. new that has never been used This is what J.J. Abrams does so well in this film. Like you said, he maintains a lot of the original aspects of Star Wars, but he makes he he makes it so new yeah. with the lightsaber and with seeing Poe oh, as a stormtrooper and kind of seeing some of his um, like we kind of actually get a, like a personality for them. Um, there's just so many different things that like wow, I had not seen this before. This yeah. feels new. It's such a it's new so perspective. Cool. Yeah, and uh, what I love about Kylo Ren as we'll talk about as as his character is that he you know. Um, he's so- trying so hard to be Darth Vader, which is what we get at the beginning. You see the mask, you see the voice modulator. Mm-hmm. What I love there's about nothing wrong with his yeah. voice. And what I love about Williams's score Except and his theme for Kylo Ren is that, you know, 
it's you know how Kylo's trying so hard to be Darth Vader, but he's just not quite Darth Vader. I feel like that's what Ray, uh, Ren's theme is. It's it feels like it's trying so hard to be Imperial March, but it's just not quite the Imperial March. Interesting. But like, it, yeah. it, I feel like it perfectly personifies Kylo Ren's character, and I think that was definitely on purpose that he was like, it's it's similar to the Imperial March, but it's not the same. It is. Yeah. I mean, he he knows how to still do the same kind of menacing mm-hmm. uh, themes. Uh, themes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I think is really interesting is that, like, like Williams, and even in his older age now, he's still able to connect it like that kind of stuff and, and do that kind of interesting score work. Yeah, and I, I actually found myself noticing that it's a lot different a feel from the original trilogy. I know, Matt, you said that it's it kind of seems like it's just the same thing, and the prequels had a different feel, whereas the you know the sequels don't really as much. And I think I think he actually does create. Um, a much newer feel to it. Maybe that's just because you know yeah. he's making it now, and it's you know there are four the music, dis- there are four distinct have kind of evolved. Four distinct songs in this movie that specifically stand out to me. It's Ray's theme, Kylo Ren's theme, the March of the Resistance, and then the Jedi steps at the end. Yes, I I love all four of those songs. I think those are four of the best um, Star Wars songs that there are. Mm-hmm. And um, also, what I really like about what this beginning does is with the... So, who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? It establishes... Humor. Humor. Mm-hmm. It establishes good humor. Not children <laughs> humor. Real actual right. humor. Yicky, yicky, go! Exactly. Not just a big, you know, rabbit amphibian... Yeah, this, movie, this movie does have a lot of humor. Shit. Yeah. No, and this is... this Like, what this movie shows me besides... Like a great movie, it's just like what co- episode one could have been, yeah. You know, and what like what these prequels could have been. And I do feel like uh, you know how we talked about it a little bit um, with the Clone Wars movie, how you know you were sort of you were sort of a kid when the show was doing when the Clone Wars TV show was doing sort of the um, the more clean content, I guess. And then yeah. as it sort of matured in its content and and progresses and progressed. You were growing up, mm-hmm. so you had, and I feel like that's kind of what Star Wars has done. Like I think it is probably more adult. Oh, yeah. especially especially yeah. when we get to Episode Eight, even um, more yeah. than this, and Rogue One too. I feel oh, also yeah. much more uh, mature. But we'll than talk this movie. about it. Yeah, those are coming up. But um, that should be on our, one of our shirts. But we'll talk about. But it. we'll talk about it. That's coming <laughs> up. We'll get to say a lot. We say that. Um, but yeah, no, I really like our intros to our three heroes. I like how Poe is thrown right in, and then we just get this this little. Uh, Quick, quiet opening to Ray, which I really like, and the, the theme. Ooh. And this Ooh. is yeah, this is the first scene for me where the visuals mm-hmm. really Gosh, like. J.J. Yeah. Abrams is is so good with visuals. Daisy <coughs> Ridley, even That's not what we were talking about. Even in his Star Trek films, he does such a good job at like he uses a lot of CGI. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot in this movie and in the Star Trek films, but a lot of times like. There's pieces of reality, like mm-hmm. it's grounded in reality, but then there's CGI in it, which makes it it makes it seem so real. And those uh, big wide shots of the uh, the the uh, Empire ships, I mean, those are just stunning. Yeah, it almost oh. looks like uh, painted backgrounds. Like it's just beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's not. I mean, I think they nailed the look of this film. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not too CGI happy. It's not CGI Gungans against CGI. Um, battle droids, like, with no stakes whatsoever. It's... I think the best thing that you can say about CGI is you don't notice it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I didn't find myself at 
any point in this movie at all saying that doesn't look quite realistic. Like, yeah. everything looks real. I think there's a couple exceptions to that, but yes, it's for the most part. I mean, with, within the realm of, like, Star Wars, and like, these are crazy things and just, like, and cool fantasy ideas. Especially Gosh, in yeah. Menace and the compared, Clones. Compared to the prequels, they're not CGI happy with the prequel, yep. uh, like, as, as they were with the prequels, and it's it is not the original trilogy. That's all I'll say about that. I mean, I, yeah, especially <laughs> the location of Jakku is just beautiful. Yeah. the way it, he does it. Here's a question, though. What I never understood: Why, like, okay, if you want to have Ray be on a desert planet, like, why did you have to make up a new desert planet? Like, that's what I don't understand. I like, feel like if they would have done it on Tatooine, Tatooine again, like, that yeah. would have just been rehashed. Yeah, but like, why? Why does it need to be a desert planet? Then have it be some that is a good kind question. Of yeah, you know. Just to relive with the binary sunset. Yeah, like, like I'm fine with that. If it's like, I like, I understand, like, you don't want to do tattooing again. That this, that this person's left on. I'm like, then just don't have it be. I I feel like they left that from George's script. (laughs) They're like sand planet. I don't know. I think I think a desert planet is a good kind of. What did he say? He said more sand. (laughs) (laughs) More sand. (laughs) I know we need more coarse, rough sand that gets everywhere. Yes. Um, yeah, no, Sorry. I'm, keep going. <laughs> Talk about sand. I, I think that the no. um, I think the desert planet is a good way to kind of signify like a beginning. Like it's kind of it's very lonely. Like you see how lonely yeah. Ray's life is, and um, that leaves a lot of room for her to like now explore the galaxy. And like you know when she gets to Maz's planet a little little later on, and she goes, I I haven't seen this much green in, in the I whole was galaxy. Just thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it just it just provides a really nice um, starting point, I think. And like, what's oh, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but one of the main criticisms of this movie is that they just rehashed the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which some aspects I feel they kind of went overboard, but I think that that was actually like a necessary part to bring the audiences back into this world mm-hmm. and kind of reintroduce it after the prequels, which <laughs> sucked. Yeah. I feel like you needed to have a lot of these original trilogy elements. And we're seeing now with the newer movies that we're divulging away from that. But I think that was a necessary part. You know, Matt, you said the, you say the prequels sucked, but you, I think, combined gave the most positive ratings out of all okay. of us for those. For <laughs> My ones. rating scale is, like, skewed. Like, like <laughs> I, just, I view it differently. Like, the ones that I give, like, positive reviews, like, I don't know. I, it's not accurate. Yeah. Um, you, you gave Clone Wars a C plus, so yeah. let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. Um, <laughs> you, you like the prequels enough. I, I, I mean, they're poorly made. They're yeah, fun, I guess. Yeah. No, that's what we talked about for yeah. like the combined five hours that we sure. talked about the prequels. <laughs> Which um, we are not doing right now. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, so and what I think is really nice about this trilogy and what shows you the difference in creators and the difference in time is that it's just a strong female protagonist. Yeah, that's actually really nice. We talked, you know, we, we didn't mention it really in the Annihilation podcast. It's because yeah, it's natural. And again, here it feels natural. Like, there's no like. It's not like this is a woman. Yeah. Look, she's a woman. Here's a girl. Look at this. Yeah. Girls can be Jedi too. Yeah, it felt like it felt natural, and what I really appreciate. Yeah, that. we have a we have a female Jedi. We have um, a black main character. Mm-hmm. A lot of elements of diversity, which it's is crazy. Really right, and he's not just like a side Lando Calrissian kind of guy. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And what you said about the the plot, oh, o- you know, Oscar Isaac is yeah. Hispanic descent. Yeah, yeah, he is. I and we get an Asian oh, yeah. in the next oh, yeah. movie. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, 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 Rose. We'll talk about that. Woo. Oh, okay, so there not there yet. Um, so what? What I also really like what you said about um, you know how this movie, you know, it, it does go a little overboard with the um, A New Hope like connections. I like how it this trilogy and we'll, this is just a general talk about the first two movies. Talk. Mm-hmm. That 
it starts with this theme, this plot that's very derivative of the um, of the new movie of the old movies, which is probably necessary to bring the audience in, like you said. And then it's able to go off and change and do different things and change the story. Matt, we know you don't like what they change, yes. <laughs> but but I think that's the I think that's the right instinct. Pull mm-hmm. the audience back in with a similar story and then go off and yes. tell your new story. This movie is very much so a reintroduction. Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, if you can kind of uh, this is kind of how I visualize the new trilogy. It's Sort of with the original trilogy, you have a story, right? And with the prequels, they have something that... Not, you're not going to call a story? <laughs> well, I mean... It, it <laughs> is a story. It brings an arc that sort of brings it all full circle. Okay. And that's what we talked about. Like, yeah. if they had ended it after uh, Revenge of the Sith, you know, it would have been a complete story. It would have been a largely very shitty story. Yeah. But it would have been a complete story. And... Now, what I kind of see is a circle with just some tangent going off. And this, I mean, that's what this is. Like, that's what the new trilogy is. It's all uncharted territory, Mm -hmm. and they have a lot of freedom to do. Yeah, and this is the first time, like, in 30-some-odd years that we're going forward instead of backwards. Mm -hmm. And that's really exciting. And, you know, this is, they're even filling, they're going to start filling this gap with this John Favreau TV show that they just started talking about that's coming up. Yeah, didn't really he exciting. announce the timeline for that? Yeah, it's seven years after Return of the Jedi. That's right. So okay. that's gonna. I'm really excited for that. One. It sounds really cool. But um, I really like. How do I audition for that TV show? I think it's too <laughs> late. I think that's already made. Six episodes are already made apparently. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I also want to point out. I love that she lives in an Adat. I want to live in an Adat. That's you know, that, nice? that sounds yeah, really cool. cool. That's a nice little touch. And um. Yeah, I think the first scene between Ray and BB-8 is a lot of fun when they meet each other for the first time. I love BB-8 so much, and this that's what we talked about in the, before. When I just I own a lot of BB-8 stuff, it's because I <laughs> love this thing. This thing is so much fun. It's so cute. Um, he had the potential to be really, really annoying. Yeah, he that's had George R. potential. A lot of things in this movie. Watching it, I'm like, wow, this is a risk. Like yeah. with yeah. Kylo Ren, yeah. like oh, you yeah. were. Like, this is kind of hating Kristen C., like, this kind of bratty person, but they pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think this droid's a lot of fun. Bill Hader, good job voicing him, or yeah, deciding when he goes beep, beep, beep. Or he is so cute and funny and fun. Yeah. And maintaining him as uh, uh, mostly practical effects. Uh, yeah. Great choice. Yeah. There's the shots of Ray and... Um, BB-8 in the desert are beautiful. Yeah, because it's, it's all real. It's, yeah, because he's actually yeah. there next to Ray, and she actually has something to interact with. He's really actually has something to yeah. interact with. And I, I love the design of BB-8. Like, yeah. like we said, it's kind of like a an R2D2, but it, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's different. It's got a ball. It's like it's yeah. so it's different, but it's, it's the fun. same. I love yeah. it. And um, then we get to something that's like kind of small, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of the prequels. I don't like Uncar plot, and I think he's just kind of annoying. You know. Follow the droid and get that girl. I mean, I oh, get it's the fun. portion guy. Yeah. I like. I'm fine with I like that. Uh, what a portion. Yeah, that's Simon <laughs> Pegg, right? Yeah, it's Simon Pegg. Um, uh, I don't think that's his voice. That was Simon Pegg. Yeah, that's Simon Pegg. I thought he was one of the random alien characters. Nope, nope. Okay. He's on Carplot. Um, but yeah, so that's. I'm assuming that's why they had it be like a more of a main character. I don't know. It's because you got Simon Pegg. There are a there. lot of actors in this. Oh yeah, Daniel Craig. There are a lot. Yeah. Um, well, the stormtrooper. Yes, he's still trooper. Um, but yeah, I think this this editing is really good. The way it cuts from that first scene to Ray, but then back to Finn, then back to Poe in the interrogation room. I just think this movie clips along at a really good pace. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it's really well edited. 
And then another great scene pops up here at the beginning between foe and uh, foe and pin. Foe and pin. <laughs> <laughs> when when foe breaks pin out of him. this is pro- this is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Really, this whole sequence of him breaking out and then in the ship, I I yeah. love this scene because cool. it it just it establishes these two characters, establishes their friendship. Immediately, you're drawn to Poe. He's kind of this Han Solo esque mm-hmm. character, swagger. Yeah, it, it's so much fun. Yeah, Why didn't Kylo just kill kill Poe after he found out where the map was? I don't know. Why did he leave him alive? I don't know. I mean, it was literally like seconds later it seemed like that he yeah. got broken out. So I mean, like, he I does know. like he does say like right after that. Well, he, no, he says during he's like, I didn't know we had the best pilot in the Resistance. Maybe I he's feel like, like he could like, I don't know. I feel like he's more he's worried about getting the map to... than some... Resistance pilot. Yeah, like he's I mean, focused on getting the map to Skywalker. It's kind of it's kind of a Thanos kind of deal. Like minor spoilers if you haven't seen Infinity War, but like Thanos doesn't really care about the Avengers. You know, like yeah. he he yeah. can he would be able to get them out of the way if he wanted to. Pretty he easily. cares in the fact that they're in the way, right? But he but, doesn't really care about them individually. Right. All he wants is the stones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's kind of similar to that. And I love oh, the escape scene. Oh. I I love the the first scene where he's like. Because it's the right thing to do. And I love that. Just cut of the music and he just goes, you need a pilot. And he's like, I need a pilot. <laughs> need a pilot. <laughs> so, yeah, their, their dialogue is so, oh, yeah, so quick and Good yeah. dialogue in a Star Wars movie. Yes. It's been so I, long. Lucas I will say, I think, I think the FN, I'm going to call you Finn. I do think that's a little forced. I don't a love little, that. A little, but like, but I buy it. At that point, like, I'm already so into the scene. Yeah. And then, yeah. oh, he's like yelling when he shoots the turret down. Yeah. Oh, I love that part so much. Yeah, and, and it's just such... Like, Boyega, and we'll talk about it, Boyega and Oscar Isaac are, are both really good in this movie, They're especially good. Boyega, because he's, I'd say he's the main character. He feels like the main character. I do yeah. think, I think Boyega overacts at times. At times. Yeah. At times, but no. Overall, they are both great. And he's fun. Like, that's yes. the best thing you can I, say about Boyega, Yeah, he's always fun. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I, I have this in my notes a little bit later on in the movie, but I think his humor gets to be a little bit much. A little bit much. For the movie. I, just, I never felt just his doesn't, humor rubbed on me. I don't know, I just don't really think it completely fits the movie sometimes. Like, it just kind of falls flat. But it, it, this film never, like, delves into slapstick. Like yeah. other Star Wars films that yeah. we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it feels very good. The, this, this last Jedi fight is sneaking its way into Ooh, earlier it's episodes. It's gonna be good. But, um... So yeah, I love this. I love this scene, and this is really the crash landing scene, and all this stuff was when I first really noticed what what I really love about this movie, and what I think visually helps so much is that the colors in this movie are really good. Like, there's a lot of different colors that we haven't seen before. It's it's I don't know I don't know how to describe it, but it just feels different. It is a different, and I think it's the color palette that really helps with that. Um, it's these wide angle shots. Yeah. It's just everything looks so real. It's, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really great. And like, ev- like we said, everything feels tangible because they go for the pr- they, whatever they instead of Lucas going up with his pen and saying, "All right, CGI, CGI, CGI." This is probably Abrams going up to his pen and be like, "All right, we can do that practically. Yeah. We can do that practically. All right, we have to do that CGI." Yeah, they go and Which say, "Hey, awesome. we can film this yeah. on location." Yeah. but then oh, okay, we can film yeah, the CGI. And, and when they use the CGI, it still looks great. Like yeah. I, I really believe that they could have done most of this movie just CGI, and it would have looked just fine. I mean, if they had the budget, but you know, with, with practical effects are, I think. You know, yeah, better when go. yeah when when you can yeah fair and I never thought about this before but I had it written down in my notes they never get into this but I think maybe part of Finn's motivation in this movie is that he might feel partially responsible for what he thinks is post death and that like him taking yeah. that jacket and like going on and trying to help 
BB-8. Like, I feel like that might have been part of his motivation. I never really thought about it until this, like, the 30th time I've seen mm-hmm. this movie. I've seen this movie so <laughs> many times. Like, I believe God. that they were originally going to kill off Poe. Was supposed oh, to, yeah. yeah. He was supposed I to die. Was, and then didn't he protest and say, keep him alive? Yeah, he was came up to Jake and he was like, dude, like, why are you wasting my character like that? Yeah, he was like, I'm, yeah you're right. He's a great character. So my character's pretty cool. And that, that's a great thing with the creative process with these new people. Like, if you would have sent that to Lucas, Lucas would have been like, no, that's not part no, of the story. No, he dies. Yeah, and yep. like, what I think is really I'll good. I'll CGI you in. Yeah, he's like, all right, whatever, but you don't get to come back on set, I'm just going to CGI you in. You do that voiceover over there for it. Um, but no, yeah, and I, I, I like that. I like that, you know... I like that post-ride, first of all, and then I like that there's this creative process that it's not just one person in charge compared to the last three movies. Totally. Um, and, and my one big question, too, with this one scene that's a catalyst for the rest of the movie is, like, there's one of those jackets that Poe has. No, yeah, it's the only one in the whole galaxy. It's the only one in the whole galaxy that BB-8 freaks no out over. BB-8 like, like, can smell it. Yeah, he like, like he I immediately know. knows, oh, that's Finn's jacket. There's not the like a line of clothing. <laughs> like, clothing lines don't exist in Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably, like, some markings on it. I don't know. I got the feeling that he had, like, patches maybe, like, yeah. from the Resistance thing. Yeah, and this is a fun scene, too, of when Rey is chasing Finn through the, the little village. It's fun. This is the one scene where I think he overacts. Really? This is the one where I think the humor is a I can bit much. I still mm-hmm. love the scene, yeah. but I think it's a bit much. Okay, and, and there's one thing that I'm going to point out that you all, if, if you look for it, you will never be able to unsee it. I saw it the first or second time in theaters. Uh-huh. The dirt patches on his leg change from shot to shot. No. No. Why did you point Why? that out to me? I'm sorry. It bothers me, and I'm going to make it bother someone else, too, because that's that's the magic of, like, it's like the one thing in this movie where it's like the magic of filmmaking kind of falls away a little bit. And you're like, can you imagine, yeah, though, that. can you imagine, though, if we were pointing out tiny things like that in yeah. the prequels, in, if we were in Phantom Menace and we were like, well, Jar Jar's, uh, Jar Jar's dirt stains on his pants change a little bit. Like, we are clearly holding this to so much of a higher standard. I know. Yeah. And I love that we can actually talk about those things instead of being like, why Jar Jar, why? You know, we're not, we're not focusing on the big things like yeah. that. I'm sorry if I ruined that scene for anyone, but it, it bothers me a lot. That's fine. Um, but no, yeah, and I like this intro scene with Finn and Ray. It's a good way to get those two interactions because, um... That, I mean, these two... I mean, come on. Like, they need to be the romantic core of this trilogy, right? Like, they have mm-hmm. the chemistry. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say so. Did you guys not feel the romantic chemistry? Uh, no. I, I felt it, but I don't yeah. know if it's necessary. I, I think would, it's necessary. I would say they more had comedic chemistry, which I want them to stick with. I don't want them to try to give them... Uh, think, yeah, they have, they have more so just romantic friendship, hero... I, Really what felt the romantic chemistry, yeah. chemistry and because especially when she kisses him at the end, and Finn obviously has a massive crush on her. Like, yeah. yeah, I definitely feel like that's what Abrams was setting up, and then we'll talk about it. Johnson goes away from that, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I feel like I don't know. For, just from the first scene together, I felt that romantic chemistry. They have more romantic chemistry than Padme and Anakin ever had. Yeah, all right, which that's is fair. not saying much, but still, um. <laughs> And I love our introduction to the Falcon. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I well, first of all, I love this whole idea that you know Luke Skywalker is a myth, and like mm-hmm. Han and the Falcon, and it's all like it just shows you like how much time has passed, and like what that's a really good way of showing you how the people of that time view what happened previously. Yeah, and I like how every single character knows like the legend of the original trilogy like yeah. Yeah. it seems like this faraway thing that doesn't really like us yeah like it's like this faraway thing that like they've heard stories about they don't know actually existed like that's that's so cool mm-hmm. and I, I love Ray's like 
sheltered amazement at seeing, like, you know, Finn, this resistance pilot, even though he's not, because um, he's lying right through his teeth. And I love that about Finn, too, that he's always, he's never confident in himself, he's lying through his teeth all the time to impress the girl, like, it just, I like that we're not having this perfect character as our main character. Yeah, and no one's a perfect character. I mean, yeah. when they get on the, when they get on the Falcon for the first time, you know, Ray like, she has a lot of trouble figuring she it out. She slams into that thing. crashes in the... <laughs> she, like, destroys the whole spaceport there. Yeah. Like, you know, and she's, like, terrible at first. And, you know, same with uh, Poe taking off. I love when he takes off from the TIE fighter and yeah. the cord is still connected and he's like, ah, shit. But, <laughs> I can fix that. I can fix it. Um, yeah, no, I just... Just no one's perfect and it's not black and white. And I, yeah. I like that with this movie and with the I sequel mean, trilogy as a whole. Ray, Ray kind of, like walks the line a little bit on being like a perfect character in some instances it's like how do you know how to do that like it's the force (laughs) that's not how the force works yeah she's a little overpowered but i i know that that's one of people's big criticisms with this movie is that she's overpowered but i i don't know it never bothered me that much it's the midichlorians that's the only answer obviously plague working through her dungeon Mm -hmm. and um, well, I know what, specifically in the next movie it becomes this, but Kylo Ren is my favorite character of this new trilogy. That's I fair. think he is an awesome villain, such an interesting character. And what we first get our first taste of this when he goes just ape shit crazy after he hears that they didn't get the droids. Mm-hmm. And I love he's a bratty kid, like yeah, like yes, Hayden Christensen is. was. This is a big risk. It I, is. Remember, I remember watching this in theaters and going, "Oh, like don't screw this up." Yeah, <laughs> but they don't. I think everything with Kylo Ren in this movie and in the next, they stick the landing where this is just an interesting, conflicted, like young kid. Like even though Driver's like twenty, I think Driver's in his thirty. This character's like late twenties. But it just, it still feels like this immature person that, like, I don't know, I completely buy it that this was Han and Leia's it's kid. so, yeah, and, like, it's, all of his power is so raw, right? Yeah. I love the way they did the design for the lightsaber, mm-hmm. where oh, it's yeah. the, great. Obviously that he made it himself. Yeah, yeah, right, it's just, it's so untamed, and that's mm-hmm. how he is too, right? Like, yeah. he's not, he's not fully trained, he's yeah. just all, like, raw anger and power. Mm-hmm. That also comes out in his theme, too. Yeah. Have, you, hey, have you guys seen Kylo Ren's lightsaber? Yeah, man, that thing's weird looking. No, it's not. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys... Okay, if you don't know what that's from, if you've never that's seen that. the undercover boss Kylo Ren SNL skit, it is one of the best SNL skits Matt. ever. I'm a radar technician. <laughs> what up, Matt? Matt straight up sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah a, man, this thing's dangerous. It looks like a child made it. We don't have to look at it anymore! <laughs> I'm like 99% sure that Matt is Kylo Ren. <laughs> it's really funny. Go check it out, guys. It's great. Um, it makes fun of Kylo Ren. Yeah. And he's in it. So yeah. like, And awesome. I always... I've always... I, I don't know. The first time I saw it, I definitely thought that the Kylo Ren like face reveal was a little goofy. Like, seriously? Like... He's underneath the mask. And, like, a lot of people are saying, like, ah, he's just, like, a whiny Hayden Christensen, you know? And like, That's the point! And, like, he, yeah, but that's... I've really grown to appreciate that, and it leaves so much room for his arc throughout the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And what's... Like I said, what's so cool about this character is that he so desperately wants to be Darth Vader, and he's not. And I hope they do his journey right yeah, instead, in of, episode nine, in instead of Anakin-ing yeah. him. Well, yeah, and <laughs> even, even if they mess it up in nine, I feel like he still has two solid movies and one solid movie for Matt. I don't know about your feelings on specifically One Kylo Ren. On, okay, uh, specifically on Kylo Ren. I don't One know. One solid movie. Okay, um, but um, but no, yeah, I like that this character is so. He doesn't know. He's not Vader. He's not there yet. He doesn't, you know, have the experience. He doesn't have the training. Like, I, and I like that 
he's so desperate to be that that he was so easily manipulated by Snoke. And actually, I came up with this theory while I was watching the movie this time that maybe the being that he thinks he's talking to that is Vader in the Force is really Snoke manipulating him. Yeah, because probably. Because, like, I mean, Anakin turned back to the good, and he's dead, and we haven't seen his Force ghost since Return of the Jedi. He's Plagueis! Come back. Like, it doesn't make any sense why it would be Vader talking to him, telling him to be evil. But you still need to see the Force! <laughs> no. God. But, uh, yeah, and I, I love... Okay, so I just want to point this out real quick. That little scene between um, Ray, Finn, and BB-8 when he gives the thumbs up that was the exact that's moment where I fell in love with BB-8. That's one of the that's one like of the, the most lighter. brilliant oh. scenes that I think I've ever seen, like in any movie. Just the quick back and forth and BB-8 just mm-hmm. being so funny. Just oh my god, god, the lighter thumbs up was the, the lighter thumb. Thing. And, and oh if god. you're in the theater, like everyone just dies yep. laughing at that yep. part. There, <laughs> you got a boyfriend, cute boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that okay. Actually, that was one of the lines that I didn't need. Maybe. You didn't like I that? Agree. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. Maybe didn't need that. Oh, I, I do love it. that scene, but. Yeah, no, that's a great scene. And also, I want to point out, this is where we get the Chewie We're Home line that became so famous oh. from that second trailer that grown oh, men cried over. Oh, I um, cried. I did. I did. And it, it's, such a, it's such a great scene of getting Han back on the Falcon and being able to see, you know, Han go back into the cockpit for the first time in all this time. And, and this is another point where we get that conflicting, you know, the legends of... The original trilogy is like, aren't you, you know, Han Solo the smuggler? Weren't you, you know... I used to be. Yeah, and, like, weren't you, like, this great rebellion leader? And I like that. I like how there's, this, like, all these different things. And so cute when Han, uh, Finn asks Chewie, wasn't he a rebellion general or whatever? And he's just like, oh. And he just does that. I'm like, oh, God, it's so fun. I love Chewie in this movie with his little quips. Like, you don't know what he's saying, but you know what he's saying at the same time. Yeah. When I think they do... I think, actually, this movie does the best of that, of, like, having Chewbacca say lines that you don't know the words are, except for the, I don't know, like, it's pretty obvious, I don't know, but, like, you understand what he's saying without him saying, we'll see how Solo does with that, but, um, yeah, and, and the way that he shows up so melancholy, and just so kind of, like, down, I love that this trilogy, in general, doesn't give our characters happy endings, from the original trilogy, that it's like, no, life doesn't end with the end of Return of the Jedi, you still have the rest of your life to live, and you can still screw up with the rest of your life just because you succeeded at that one time. And I think that's really realistic, and I think this is, we'll see it a lot more with Luke and the Last Jedi, but this with Han is the first point of showing that. Yeah, it's not like we're introduced to the original characters. They all come in, like, yeah. the three of like them walking alongside. Like walking in, yeah. No, like, they're, they're separated. They haven't talked to each other in years. Right, and yeah. stuff has happened yeah. since. Yeah, yeah. that's my point. Like, I, I, things so were still going to happen after Return of right. the Jedi. Yeah, I, I love hearing Han talk about all the things that you know, he and Chewie have been through. and, and um, Yeah, Yeah, and I like how we get dropped in with just Han and Chewie. We're like, where's Leia? Like, Leia's not, like, nowhere to be seen. And right. how we slowly, over the course of this movie, learn how these are like characters, general. how these characters that we love that all ended up together ended up apart again, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Um, and I love, I love when Han first hears Luke and he just stops and like he doesn't know how to feel like he's Whoa. so conflicted about Luke and you're like, what happened? Because we don't really know at that point like what's going on with Kylo Ren and Luke where it's just like this mystery and I think it's really well set up. Um, uh, yeah, I love in general the whole. Um, 
the whole section with Han and Chewie, and I, I just, I love, like, everything they kind of set up there. I think the Rathtar design is really yeah, lazy. that's what I was about to get to. This is Spaghetti this is, Monster. This is my least favorite scene in the movie, is the Rathtar scene. See, I love the scene. I love them running around. I just hate it whenever they show the Rathtars. Like, they because just look bad. It's they're a, just, they're just big and slimy blobs with tentacles, yes. like, and shark teeth. That's what they are. Like they're it's just... hentai. It's not. Oh, I was just about to say. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like it's... anime. Maybe yeah. anime is a better word for it. Nope, but it's hentai. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. Kind of it's it weird Japanese animation. It feels like it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It's odd. Yeah, and I don't okay. love this scene. I hate. Oh my god, the worst thing that JJ does with this movie with a camera is when he has Daisy Ridley look at the camera and goes wrong fuses. Like, oh my god. Like, that was the only time in direction where she's hitting the fuses and she just goes wrong fuses. Like, looks directly at the camera and like, stop. No, that's not good. Um, what are you doing? I, I yeah. love this scene, though, because yeah. this is the scene where we're like, oh, it's the same old Han. Like, he may be old mm-hmm. and great, but this is the, like... He's still got his it. His dialogue He's with the, um, with the, uh, like, that Irish Oh, yeah, no, I like that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And, I mean, even, even the Rathcar design, like, we're holding this to a much higher standard. Yeah. Like, again, okay, at least it's not the fat cows Yeah, and again, with two. the editing in Chewie of when he goes... Twice, and he looks at Chewie, and just says, just that quick cut of Chewie, just nodding head, nodding his going. What was the second time? Like that, like that's really yeah. good dialogue. That's really good editing. I love it. What's the problem? It's yeah. just it sounds exactly yes, like Han yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I like, I like. You're right. This is feeling upon. I meant the actual like action scene with yes. the red stars. But yeah, that scene leading up to it's really good. Um, but then we get introduced to um, Death Star 3.0. Yep. The Starkiller base, which I think I think is the point that it goes past the line of too, it's too much. Of it's a bad name. It's such a no. Cheating. It's a great. It's well, the name Starkiller base. Well, you know what it's a callback to, right? It's the original name right. of Luke Skywalker. He was going to be Luke Starkiller. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's what it was a reference. Yeah, that's, I don't have a problem. And then with that the became. Name. I, think the name I, I still awesome. think the name is absurd. Maybe that's, Starkiller. Maybe that's why I never had a problem with it because I knew okay. that that was Luke's original last Starkiller name. Starkiller is also the name of the protagonist of the Force, which was also a callback to. Yeah, yeah, it's all a callback to. The original novelization says Star Wars and the Adventures of Luke Starkiller. Starkiller. <laughs> yeah, um, I own that. It's pretty sweet. I think the the main point for me was when they show the Death Star and then they show the Starkiller base and they're like, oh, it's, it's bigger. It's bigger. Yay. Uh, like, like, like this This is the point that is, I'd say, too much. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't need another Death Star. And look, I love the visual of the uh, Starkiller base absorbing the sun. Mm-hmm. I think that looks so cool. That's yeah. one of the best looking parts of this movie. But besides that, like, I didn't really need this. Like, right. yeah, it's bigger and it t- sucks up a whole sun, but, like, eh. Yeah. Like, do we need you this? Um, and we get Snorkel for the first time. What? Snoke. Snoke. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I don't love Snoke, to be honest. Don't think he's that great of a character. He's Andy Serkis. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> I, think, I think they still might develop him more. How? Spoilers for Last Jedi, How? I think they can develop it. They talk about characters after they die. I guess so. They I don't guess. come he back. He still has a, his influence on Kylo Ren was uh, immense. Yeah, no, I, I think J.J. Abrams did a smart thing, just throwing him in like five minutes Have someone else in the hologram. It. He's like, all right, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out, I'll just let Johnson figure it out. Yeah, John, and then Johnson will figure it out. He gets thrown back for nine. Yeah. <laughs> he, gets, he, gets, he gets the volley hit back. He's like, oh, he's like, crap. Oh, okay. i got to clean up my mess. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, he's not. The Snoke isn't awful. It just... No, he is. I say, I say he's a meh character. Yes. Like, it was just like, oh, a big CGI. Yeah, villain. like another kind of... 
Palpatine 2.0. Yeah. Like, eh, okay. And, and Circus does a fine job. Like, it's not... Circus always does It's not well. Circus's fault. But, you know, there's nothing that I think is too terrible um, about him. But nothing, like, that inspires anything like good new characters. This is also, like, the first scene where we hear that Kylo Ren is Han's kid. Han and Leia's kid. Like, before that, it, was, it wasn't really implied. And I feel like... I feel like, you know, on the first viewing, you get that. And then repeat viewings, it's just in your head, and you don't really realize that this is the scene. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a cool reveal, but... Um, it's a cool... I feel like they maybe could have done more with it. Just because, like, I feel like they're just like, Hey! This is Han Solo's son! Yeah, but yeah. I feel like this far into the movie, they needed to just tell you. Right, like, right. this is Han's it, kid. Because it's kind of like a mid-movie reveal, and it's the kind of thing where, like, if you go back and see the movie, like, you're gonna know. It's like Luke being... Or, yeah, it's like Luke being Vader's son. Like, it's definitely everyone knows not, now. It's definitely not that... It's like, not that good of a cool reveal. No, of, right, of right. Reveal, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, like, as internalized as that. Like, yeah, everyone knows, but... Yeah. 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 I like, yeah. um... Yeah. I like... I listened to that podcast you told me about. They just sat around and said, yeah, for 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And um, this next scene on the Falcon where, you know, Han talks about, you know, the Force and the Jedi. I think that's a really cool arc for Han from the first episode, uh, first movie in the original trilogy to the first movie in the sequel trilogy. Where he was the one sitting in that same room saying, you know, I've never seen anything that makes me believe there's an all-powerful mm. Force guiding my destiny. And then he goes from that to this in this movie and I think that's a really cool evolution of yeah it's neat I never really realized that I love the connection of like the the um, Jedi chess game or whatever it is like mm -hmm. on the oh, the holographic the holographic thing. chess yeah. which is coming back in solo it's really exciting yes. to see yeah it is because yeah. um, it, it like it picks up it picks up right yeah, where, right yeah. where it left off. Which ah. is like, who? Someone would have played in the last thirty years. Someone would have gone <laughs> up and pressed like, "Ooh, what's this do?" But was it? It's whatever. Was it's it fine. Return? Was that the last time, or was it? I don't remember which movie it, it was. Like Empire. I don't yeah. know. It was one of the last. It sure year. wasn't just a New Hope. I think it might have been New Hope. Yeah, yeah I don't know. A new New um, Hope. But also, I want to point out. I feel like we haven't talked about this. Like, we haven't talked about a New New Hope in a while. No, we haven't talked about a New New Hope. That was like three mm -hmm. months ago. Right. Um, T-shirts. Not someday. available, but someday. someday. <laughs> if we get the rights to both Teletubbies and Star Wars. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an expensive shirt. Easy buy. Maybe an expensive um, shirt, but you know. But we, we haven't really, just do knockoffs. We haven't really talked about like acting too much besides Boyega, but I think Harrison Ford acting. is great in this movie. He's like probably the best. Actor. Like probably the best he's been in years besides Blade Runner yes. 2049. Yeah. I that, was going to bring that up. That came up after. <laughs> that, sure. that came out afterwards. He decided to act again with this movie <laughs> after years of not acting. And I, I thought, had to do some work. I mean like he just he was so not wanting to come back to this series and they had to do so much to get him back, but mm. I feel like now that he's here, he's like, "All right, I'm doing this." And, and he's dying. Like, and dying, like I'm, he's he's wanted to die since Empire. Like, I know he's wanted Honda. He wanted Honda die when he went into Carbonite, and he wanted Honda die at the end of Return of the Jedi to sacrifice himself. And he's like, he thinks that it makes the character complete. I disagree. Um, I think it would have been cool for Honda to live through this trilogy, but really, like, we'll get to his death scene. Yeah, I mean, I just hope but, there's, I just hope there's someone to live through this trilogy. You know, they're they're killing off Han in seven. <clears throat> they're spoilers for eight. They're killing off Luke. Yeah. Um, and I and then know. Carrie Fisher is back. Right, Carrie Fisher like, is, is just obviously dead done. In real life. So I just hope there, there's someone who makes it through the whole thing. You know and who that's gonna be? C three PO. Chewie. Ooh. Yeah. Well, obviously Chewie. Yeah. They already recasted him quietly. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Peter Mayhew. Oh yeah, Peter Mayhew. Half of this, um, 
uh, half of these scenes, like the action scenes in this movie, weren't pay- Peter Mayhew. Is, uh, yeah. Whoever's playing yeah. Chewie now, it's like Yawn is some bottom. I don't know. I don't is know. that who is in Solo? Yeah. I think it's the guy who plays in Solo. I think Chewie needs to die. No. No. That would be, no! That would be a very heartbreaking death, that but I be. hope that he's the one to make it through. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone should make it through. Mm, I, I, think, I think at one point they have to... Chewie's, yeah. I mean, like like you find out in the Han Solo trailer, he's 190 years old already at this point. Like, he can live on for forever. Sure. Like, it's... <laughs> you know, great! Like, as, much I w- as much as I would hate his death, it would just be such an emotional scene. I would it love would, it. <laughs> it would be a good... I think it would be a good move for the franchise and nah, for the direction. But. I would say no. I'd say you kill... Well, you, I, we'll talk about what we should do with Leia at the end of Last Jedi, probably. Mm. But I think... Yeah. I disagree. I think Leia's more impactful. Um... But yeah, I, I definitely no, think... She's not going to make it. I want them to recast. Leia? I, yeah. No. Really? Yeah. No. No. There's, not a chance. We'll talk a, about it at the end of Last Jedi and why I, think, why I think that's the uh, I think the best thing to do. And um, I, I, I like this scene also for what it sets up with Luke and how it's like... It, it gives us this mystery of like what's going on with Luke, what happened with Luke, why is he gone, and if this is all... If all this is going on, like... You know, who was this pupil? We, I, I mean, we all assumed it was Kylo, right? But we don't really get that confirmation here. So it's No, we don't get the cons- confirmation, but it's pretty clear. I mean, they say, like, it was a boy who he was training. And then we also find out that... We just found out that it's his nephew, so... Yeah. Um, and then we get to Takodana, and we get the introduction um, of Maz Kanada's castle. After we get the really fun scene of... Um, Nakia. Yeah, of, um, uh, of uh, Finn calling Han Solo. I love how uh, <laughs> Finn calls Han just Solo. Right, so- Solo. Oh, sorry, Han, Mr. Solo. Mm. Um, that's really... I, I really like the scene. I think that's where Boyega's like, comedy is really yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. When it's kind of subtle and, you know... He's a funny it's dude. More it's not, it's not the, uh, the boyfriend, cute boyfriend. Um, I like that line. Yeah, I don't know why you're ragging on it so much. I, I don't it's hate right. it. It's fine. It's right. But it's just like, one of the moments that I didn't love. Um, and we and we get to this cantina, and this this is another point where it was like I didn't need that from a New Hope in this. Like I didn't need another cantina because I thought this. I thought this Look scene, at all these cantinas. Like I thought the scene was fine. I did not like the music. You guys know who wrote this song? Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel. I didn't like it. And it was like, I was, Lynn, how dare you? I was like, boy, Lynn. something a bit more. I, yeah. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't... Like, really, that's what you came I up mean, with? I, I mean, like, I wouldn't listen to it, like, in my free time, but I think it's fine for the new cantina. Like, yeah, I it's guess. It's fun just to have, like, I think it's a good, like, I didn't hate it. For I have meh. I think because internally we were all expecting a song that More was like Hamilton. equal to the <laughs> cantina song. Yeah, the infamous uh, song. I mean, this isn't, like... They brought in this new cantina. I just like I keep expecting because they're opening that whole new Star Wars like land uh, in Star Wars there. Hotel. Do you think it'll be there? I think so. I, I think they'll so have some it. kind of can. I know that they're like I've yeah. read the plans. I've read over. Yeah. I've read over the plans. Uh, but and like kind of looked to see like what exactly they're planning to do with the Star Wars. God, I'm I'm first flight to Florida when that I'm thing opens. I'm so scared about going. There I because I'm just not gonna leave. No, yeah, no, you're <laughs> never gonna leave the hotel. They give you costumes oh, and no. you just like oh, and then you're in space and you do missions. I am going to be broke. Oh it. man! Oh my god! It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. I'm gonna be like twenty something years old and just like what's what do you up? Do with this your is life? sweet. What do you do with your life? I go to Disney I World. Want <laughs> I go to Disney World. That's my job now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love to work there. Holy oh my god. Shit. Like a summer over college. Oh no, because then you would just have to watch people like go through the stuff, and you wouldn't yeah, get to. Yeah, you get to be a Star Wars yeah, character. You get though. to be in costume the entire time you're working as <laughs> the character. 
Lois life will turn into the uh, the characters from Florida Project living in the slums outside of Disney for broke. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to end up a prostitute with a kid that's yes. just a really good child actress. Um, I didn't see the movie. Um, yeah. For, for any of you that have seen that movie, you'd get that. But, I um, get it. I like Maz Kanata here. I think she's a fun character. I actually had this thought, too. She's definitely going to be in Solo, right? Like, they're definitely saving she it. She's going to be a cameo really? in Solo, right? I didn't think so. I, I mean, she's so... Watching it this time being so close to the release of the movie, I'm like, Maz is definitely going to be I mean, be she it. clearly, like, has built a repertoire with, uh, with Solo with in the sure. past. Yeah. And... With Chewie. I feel like it's a missed opportunity if she's I wanna not see, in it. Yeah, I, w- I, wanna, I just want to like, see her interact yeah. with Chewie. I want to see the origin of the basis of the Where's My Boyfriend line. Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. see the origin of that line because I, like I think that's fun. Yeah. How, how do you guys feel about her as a character? Like, I you, like her. Eh, she's, nice. she's underused in the next movie, I will say. And she's underused here, but I like her as a character in concept. too. And I like her scene with Ray, and I like her scene at the dinner table or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. that... Like, her CGI is good, mm-hmm. but the problem is that most of this movie is practical effects, so she stands out so much, yeah. which is kind of jarring for me when I'm watching her scenes. Yeah, and that's probably why Johnson cut her from yeah. from Last Jedi. Like, <laughs> like she's not an she essential She for like four seconds. Yeah, in a hologram. Yeah. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel like she was like she was thrown in and kind yeah. of rushed in. She's there. not essential. We got Lupita. I like Lupita. Yes, yeah. yeah, Is good, it Le- Lupita? Lupisha? I've know. always heard I Lupita. 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 I've always ITA. heard Lupita. Yeah. Yeah. Lupita. I've always Nyong'o. heard Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I've always heard. I don't know. I've never heard of Lupisha. I always heard I think it's because I always get her confused with Letitia Wright. Oh. Who plays Shuri. Who I prefer. Uh, as a character. (laughs) Nakia versus Shuri, I think. This isn't the Black Panther Panther podcast. Yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) Anyway, we'll talk about that on Black Panther, but I like like, uh, Shuri better than Nakia. And Okoya better than both of them. Back to Star Wars! Cool. Strong um, women in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I like these scenes, and I like how... um, I think this is where actually Boyega's good, really good again. When he gets this scene where he's like talking to Ray, like I'm not who you think I am. Like, and I, I like that reveal of the whole hour fifteen, hour twenty leading up to it, and we finally get this scene where Finn admits that he's kind of a coward. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I like that about Finn. I think I talked about that earlier, where it's just he's a different kind of character than we've gotten before. Yeah. And um, we haven't and, really right. Yeah, and he's not perfect. Yeah, he's not perfect. He makes mistakes all the time. Yeah, and. Uh, that point brings up Ray's naivety, yeah. and she's just, like she just assumes what? she takes his word for it because she's so enamored with that mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, and we haven't really talked about her at all. But how do you guys feel about Daisy Ridley? Oh, I love, love her. Daisy Ridley, I think fantastic. I think Ray is great. She's such think, a good actress. I think Ray's a great character and a, or a good character. I, I think she has problems. My problems with this character and this performance stem from the next movie that kind of bleed back on this movie, like. I like her character, and I like Daisy Ridley in this movie for the most part, but this isn't the Last Jedi podcast, but I feel like she really decreases in quality in the next movie in terms of performance. Really? But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Last hmm. Last Jedi kind of made me question if she was the right casting choice. See, out of, all my, out of all my gripes for Last Jedi, I don't think that was one of them. Really? Yeah. She's really one of my only ones for... Hmm. keep teasing that podcast. That's going to be a fun one. Um, but no, yeah, I, I like I like her here, and I like her especially in, um, when she is able to be naive, I really buy her. Like, when she's able to be naive like that, like, I really buy it. And then when she's here, like, trying to convince 
Finn not to go, I, I really like it. But I, I think in this movie, she doesn't really have any one scene that stands out to me as not as good. Um, how do you guys feel about the whole lightsaber sequence? The whole dream? Uh, I thought oh, it was I like really it. Cool. I think it's really well done. It's neat. I mean, and yeah, it's, watching that in theaters, I was on the edge of oh, my yeah. seat. Oh, yeah, yeah like, something. it's just so much that, like, you, like, want to try to decode it. There's so much in it. There's so much to do. There's... So this was kind of what I alluded to in the Clone Wars podcast yeah. when I said that the close captioning helped me out. Mm. I never realized that it was Obi-Wan's and yeah. Yoda's voices. Yeah, because he goes, it's energy, it's energy. He, like, said- he has the surrounds us and binds us. And then um, old Alec Guinness yeah. says Ray. And then Ewan whispers, these are your first steps after she there's falls just, out. Like, there's so much thrown in there. Yeah. That is like, and like, what's the connection? Like, Why are they speaking... <clears throat> Excuse well, me. Why are they speaking Yoda. to her? Like if she's just so like strong with the force. I like, guess and reaching out with this powerful artifact. That's so related know. to Obi Wan. Oh snap! Yeah, I'll, maybe it's her backstory. I mean, I don't someday, know. someday we'll know. Maybe Kylo lied. He definitely. We'll get in. We'll get into, we'll get into it. I, I definitely don't think he we'll did. talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. Um, well, I don't think the intention of Ryan Johnson was that he was lying. We'll see if J.J. changes it. He's just like, okay, cool, taking my story back now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back um, to me. <laughs> but no, yeah, I like that we get we get Cloud City. We get yeah. the Je- new Jedi temple burning, as we'll mm. see in Last Jedi. We get, um, that's, that, what? Cloud City? When? Yeah, we get the, the very first thing that she gets shot into is the hallway where Vader and uh, Luke fight yep. in really? Empire. Yeah. I thought that that was a... Imperial ship mm-hmm. hallway. No, it was it was Cloud really? City, right okay. where Luke gets sucked out of the window. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's that hallway where like Vader's throwing stuff. Yeah, at yeah. Him. yeah. It does look like it, it does look like the yeah. Imperial the inside of an Imperial. I I didn't know what it was until I like went and researched it. So it's, it's not like, like I just saw it in my notes. I can't it, take credit for it. Isn't it like palette swapped too? It's like blue lights instead. Yeah, of Yeah, it's orange. like different lighting, but yeah. that's definitely the location because you can hear actually. Um, I you can look. There's great breakdowns of this scene on on the internet on YouTube. And uh, I'm pretty sure you can hear the like actual like sequence of lightsaber hits that there is in, wow. in well, Empire okay. in it too, um, and you get that yeah that cool temple burning scene with Luke, and then that really interesting scene that we still haven't seen yet of Kylo stabbing <sighs> that person through in in the rain with the Knights of oh, Ren. The Knights we of Ren. Seen Man, that I need yeah, to yeah. see that. So the Knights of Ren are fascinating to me, and they're yeah. not, nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be found. I just hope that they. Give them something in episode Come nine. On, like they so, have such to. Such a cool concept. Like after teasing, after teasing in this movie, they can't not. And they mention them again in the next movie. Yeah. Like, like and he. Like, I feel. Just, I feel like nine is just going to be packed with following up with stuff that they've that yeah. they've teased. I mean, have to. Like looking at the like the designs for their helmets and stuff. Like they're clearly all just like trying to be Darth Vader. I think <laughs> what what I gathered <laughs> the Knights of Ren are. They're probably the Jedi from. When they're Ren the, turned, the people that he yeah, that he didn't yeah. that he didn't kill, like the That's Jedi so that he cool. didn't I kill. Yeah. But we don't ever see that. I don't know. I hope that we still have another movie in the trilogy, so it could still yeah. they still could answer it. But we'll see. Um, and I feel like this premonition, everything happening, is a setup. It, it has to be a setup for her to be something. You know, her her parentage to be something. And this this was the scene that really like when I saw the first you know before Last Jedi. I was like, she's definitely someone. And there's lead-ups to it that it really feels like this movie is pushing her to be uh, Luke's kid. But, you know, obviously that's not the case in, as of now. Yeah, that would be... That, I just feel like that would be such a basic move. Like, such it a would lame. be. It would be. I agree. Yeah. 
Like, like, okay, we can talk about it now since this is a big uh, part of her character at this point. Who do you guys think her parents would have been if they weren't? Spoilers for Last Jedi, nothing. Well, Obi-Wan, I mean, we talked about, like, how... I think having, like, that Skywalker lineage coming from Anakin, like, and then bound with her, like, being a Kenobi. We talk, Do we talk about how uh, Jedis can just have meaningless sex for no reason? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we talked uh, about that. Because right. <laughs> it's against, like, the Jedi code yeah. that they can't to, Like, for attachment, they can totally just... They're huge for the prostitute industry on Coruscant. Is that true? No, I just made that up on the top oh, of my well, head. That's I was gonna say. Is that some like fact I'm sure there is. of the? But yeah, anyway, in the underworld. I, yeah, but exactly. like, could it? Could like, could it? Could Obi Wan have just like even like been with like another Jedi and just been like, cool, Maybe. we're done. I mean, he had a girlfriend in in the Clone Wars. No, I think it would be more fascinating yeah. if he actually. Well, yeah, in the Clone Wars, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. if if. Maybe the child of that relationship. I mean, we're not gonna spoil the ending. Though. I nope. just about to spoil that, and I was like, "Oh wait, never mind." Sure. Maybe then, like, I don't know. Maybe he's like a she's like a granddaughter because I doubt yeah. he was just. Like, oh, it can't be his child. Old dude. <laughs> I thought about child. that. Mm. It had yeah. to be granddaughter. I heard another theory that I liked that she was Sidious's kid. What the heck? Or, or I, an offspring no. of Sidious. Mm. I like that. That would be so bad. Why? That'd be so Sidious's cool. Sidious's kid? To have, like, Luke's... Ew. He's still alive, like, you guys. Can, he's alive yeah. in a robot. Like um, the old Palpatine. Oh, God. Yeah, I like that. Oh, like man. a grandchild, not yeah. his actual yeah. yeah, I think it would be very interesting to have, like, Leia's son battling... Mm-hmm. Palpatine's, Palpatine's granddaughter. granddaughter. Yeah, but like in their the other side. Yeah. 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 I hope that they keep her parents as nothing. I, I hope think, so too. I think that's a better route. I think mm-hmm. that's it's. But we'll talk oh really? About I thought we'll by the way you were talking that you no. Like, talk about that's it. a thing that I like. Okay. We still have. I was gonna say we still we have. St- to we're still not talking about the last Jedi. Yeah, let's keep this one rolling because we have a lot more. Another another thing that makes me think that she's something special. The look that Han gives Ray in the Falcon and the line of "Who's the girl?" and then a cut. Yeah. Like that. Like. All this stuff is leading up to her being something. Like, J.J. definitely intended for her to be... I think so. ...someone, but Johnson changed it. And he was like, um, hoo, hoo, hoo. Or, no. or he just thought of the next filmmaker would, like, keep his decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and God, Johnson was like, no! Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we, I'm doing know. my own thing. We can talk about all that later. Um, that's a, <laughs> and my next note is just hashtag Space Nazi, because that's all the First Order is. After yeah, I mean, I love that scene. Where no. police. You don't like no. that? The speech that he's giving? Oh the my speech god, is fine, it's but so the good. Sigile thing at the end, I, it was like, oh my I god. I love that. The intensity like, really of It's really intense. Oh it's more intense than we've ever seen. And, it, like, and it's the lead up of like this amazing visual of just the... I, I love watching the... I don't know, whatever Huts. it is. Like the laser going through space yeah. and like yeah. going in, like in front of Kylo Ren when he's watching it from the window. That's so cool. Just, I like, love neat. <laughs> no, the... Okay, so the... the the scene. The only problem I have with the scene is when they do the Nazi salute because I feel like that's just way too on the nose. Sure. Like there were always space Nazis, but like this was like here. You didn't. Did you? Did you get it? They're Nazis. All right, but like they do like a. I don't know. I mean, they okay. do the exact same thing instead of a flat to be to fair. A fist. To it's be the fair, exact same thing. Bent elbow. Okay, but like it's like pretty much the same. It's thing. supposed. To, yeah, I mean, it's clearly supposed to mirror that, but like. I don't have a problem with that. I, I mean, like, they were called stormtroopers. Like, that, I feel like that was, like, the the, the wink-wink, nudge-nudge, like, they're Nazis. Cause, oh, yeah. But, like... Well, Nazis were called stormtroopers. Yeah. 
And, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was in the first viewing while I was sitting there shaking. That still pulled me out. I was like, oh, that's a little too much. I thought it was no, awesome. No, I thought was... the intensity that it brought was really, oh, really cool. I, so. I, I didn't like that. But I like the I like the speech by Hux. I thought yeah. Donald Gleason's great. And then when the laser, the sky beam, once again, Ooh, makes its return. Beam. When the <laughs> sky beam, like goes up and you just see it reflected in his eyes and he's like almost like shaking at like the might and power oh, of I it. think actually the best shot of that was the shot from Ren from behind of mm. seeing the yeah, that's what I was saying with yeah. the music. I think oh, that's the music so cool. was so good in that yeah. shot. Um, I, I got a lot of uh, Order sixty six vibes from that. Yeah. yeah, the way that yeah. the way that the music kind of played into it, and watching just all of these planets Except systems getting obliterated. The problem is we have no attachment to the people that are getting killed here. Yeah, I mean we get to see some of them. True, and like, like, like in the moments before they die. In, in the in the what was good about Order sixty six that we were already attached to those characters. What was good well, about I wasn't um, really attached Alderaan. to those. Well, okay. I, wasn't I like was Kit Fisto. I was. Yeah, well, it, that's like not part of the movie. Okay. That was part it was of still what, what I think was better about Order sixty six and what was better about um, Alderaan in the original. About, like all the random Jedi. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I think compared to Alderaan, especially in the in um, A New Hope, is that that was Leia's planet, and there was that personal connection because you knew her dad was down there. You knew they were defenseless. You know all that stuff. And with this, it was just like, all right, Republic, blow it up. Well, that's why I liked it. It showed how ruthless they were. Like they yeah. didn't even like know these people. Like they didn't even like. Did they kill them for a specific reason? Was that planet? Well, like... that was the capital. That was where the Senate <clears throat> and the New Republic was. Okay, but like it just not knowing them almost made it even more harsh and just brutal. Just painted them. It just kind of felt more. like I, I was get nothing what you're saying. About I get what you're saying, and I get how you could like that, but I didn't like it that it was so just random. Or not not random in terms of why they were doing it, random in that all of a sudden it's like, bam, that, in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, sure. it's just kind of out of nowhere. And it's, again, this is another thing where it's just, it's a little too much New Hope. Like, every once in a while, it'll take me out with like, ah, uh, didn't, didn't we need that? Like, blatant callback to the original. But, you know, the scene that comes afterwards, I think, is really cool. Where Ray's, you know, freaked out from her premonition, and then just mm. you see all the fighters coming over her head. Oh. That's such a cool shot. I love that. It just looks so good. The yeah. visual looks amazing. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Oh. yeah, it looks great. This whole battle sequence with, like, the uh, Kanata's uh, building in ruin just looks so yeah. good because you can tell it's all real. Yeah. And I love. Um, I love just those shots of Han seeing Ren's ship and just, like, freezing. I think that's so good. It tells you so much in just that little bit of time about what happened to Han and his son and, like, the conflict that's there. Yeah. Um, and also here, Logan, we get the song that I loved the most from the first time was The March mm, of the Resistance. My God, I it's a masterpiece. I feel like it's the equivalent to the Imperial March for the Rebels, which they never so. really had. Mm -hmm. I love it. I don't know why, but it's just such a it's such a good piece. It fits so good in the uh, in the context of the story. Yeah, I I love the shot where we where we see Poe coming back and the rest of the fighters and just that one shot that follows Poe mm. taking down all the ships while like Finn's running around shooting people. Oh, and, love it! And we get Han's most badass scene in the movie where he just steps out of that little yeah. thing, just doesn't look and just shoots this the stormtrooper. Oh my god, it was awesome! This is so this cool. This scene, the first time I saw it, I was like surprised 
And this was really intense. When Finn yeah. pulls out that lightsaber and stabs that guy, yeah, right but it was cool. Coming, I yeah. was, but I was just like, I was taken aback. So that like, little Whoa. cracks in the armor too, like yeah. that was cool. Because yeah. you could tell he's not really that well trained with it, and he's just like using it. Well, he's, he's just he's just stabbing people. I feel like it. he's using it the same way the other guy uses his like light stick. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. he's kind of using it as a battering ram, like, almost almost like a battle axe. Like he was just like right. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly not like trained in the yeah. Jedi arts. He's obviously just hacking at things. Yeah, the lightsaber battles in these new movies are much more visceral like in yeah. the sound especially when it's the lightsabers clash it's, it's almost like a boom sometimes yeah. you know yeah. what I mean yeah so I don't know I have a problem a little bit with these lightsaber battles it just seems like in this movie well later once they're on um, once they're on actually the Starkiller base mm-hmm. it seems like right away Finn is like very good with the lightsaber like can hold his own against Kylo Ren, yeah. which seems unrealistic, and then Rey, like, almost takes him down. Like, I get she's strong with the Force, but, like... We'll talk about it. I think there's not. actually a decent explanation in the movie for why that happens, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, I, I think this is a good scene right here um, of when Rey is captured by Kylo Ren, when he when you see that shot of the hand reaching out, like, reaching slowly on the screen, and you see her face just, like, freaked out. I think that's awesome scene yeah. and it shows how stupid kylo ren is or like how like naive he is and thinks that he's cooler than he is he's like oh she's seen the map all right cool screw the droid yeah, they just got her stupid yeah and he was just like like why it's right down the path it's like just keep running there. a little further pick it up and then you'll have the real take thing. both <laughs> and, and this is the scene where the sound design is so good yeah. with with this and then when uh the when she's in the like chair you just you don't even have to see it you don't even have to watch the screen if you close your eyes you can hear both sides of the force kind of battling each other and gaining yeah. advantage and losing mm-hmm. so good yeah yeah and um and when when Ray's being carried onto the yep. ship, and you get that awesome raw emotion from John Boyega, I think that's where that he has screams to be, yeah, Ray. That has to be his best moment of the movie. Easily, it's so like I don't know. I bought it so much that like, this guy was like going through all this stuff, and then like he was seeing the one thing that he kind of cared about now. Like, the only thing that, like, left for him to care about was just this random girl. Yeah, I mean, because away. he was never allowed to care about yeah. anything. Yeah. And he finally cared about something, and then it was being taken away from him so quickly. And I think that's, that's really sad and really good. Um, and then another great scene, that Han and Leia reunion scene. You know, Carrie Fisher, uh, oh, rest in peace. Man. You know, she was trying her best. She's not the greatest in this movie. I actually think she's better in the next movie. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's due in part to the writing because she gets screwed over by the script. She, mm-hmm. I, watching she it doesn't have uh, most recently, she is literally just a vehicle for exposition. You changed your hair. Yep. In, in the scene was, oh. where her and Han are talking about um, Kylo Ren's background with yeah. Snoke, oh my, oh, it was yeah. just just exposition. Mm-hmm. I was like, give her something else. Like, yeah, like she, how do you deliver that line? Well, I know lines well. Yeah. But I, I agree, she's better than Les Shepard. Oh, and that in that first scene when they meet each other, though, she I think she's really good. That's a good yeah. scene. And that, that mm-hmm. shot when they're pulled back and just seeing them staying across from each other at the both ends, and then yeah. and then your boy Logan just pops up and Custom ruins Rumi. everything. Yeah, like that was that was <laughs> so much. Like that's such a good impactful moment. And then it's like. I'm C-3PO with a red arm. Like, go away. That was don't so care. funny. That was hilarious. No, oh, I cheered so loudly in the theater. No, no, I was annoyed. I, I gotta go with my, my man who hates yeah. C-3PO yeah. over here. Maybe, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, C-3PO. And then the, every other time following that, I was like, God, and then when he And then when he, like, stayed on for longer than a second, I was like, 
you can just you can go. <laughs> go. Please. Like if, yeah. if we were just been a cameo where you're just like, oh see three PO and Han was like, shut up and go away. I mean he pretty much is fine. just a cameo. But uh, <laughs> this is like the moment where um, BB eight is like blocking the way and Han was like, move, move ball. ball. Yeah. Move ball. <laughs> I, I that was love so that. Oh and um, oh we we forgot to mention I think one of the funniest moments of the of the movie is when they're blasting off in hyperspace, uh, right right by that scene, mm-hmm. and he's like, Han's like, if you hurt Chewie, you gotta deal with me, and he goes, hurt me, he'll just kill me three times, <laughs> and he grabs him and pulls him in, he's like, which is fine, and like, that was yeah. so good, so it's good. such a funny line when he just grabs him yeah. by the throat and pulls him in, so good, but um, another Chewie moment right here that I thought was that was really cute was when he gave Leia a hug. Like, I was like, aww, walking carpet, giving Leia a hug. <laughs> I want a hug from Chewbacca. Yeah, like, that'd be I'm, amazing. I would cry. Um, and we, right here is when we get all these these cool. Um, He's so cuddly. We get all these cool reunion scenes, and I, I love this scene between Finn and Poe. It's really that, oh. that fun reunion scene. It's a great actually. dynamic. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah, so and cute. Um, uh, BB-8 running towards Finn too. That was really cute. Yeah, because like, mm-hmm. I love me some BB-8. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Finn and Poe, they get that really cool scene. Uh. Um, and then, <laughs> I love that scene on the base where Chewie's getting checked out by the medical. That's <laughs> <laughs> a very cute like, cutscene. Yeah. Like that has that scene has no business being in this movie, but <laughs> I love it. Like it's so amazing. cute. It's so like strangely thrown in there, and it kind of it's kind of like bookended by two like pretty intense scenes. Yeah, and it's just Chewie. It's just it's Chewie. So cute. They say they say like three things back and forth, and then it's like on the I don't know. It's, yeah. it's very well just kind of thrown in there. I love where she goes. You must be so brave, and he just goes. <laughs> you must be so brave. Um, but yeah, and and here is where we get the uh, the Ray and Kylo Ren interrogation scene, where you get the face reveal. He thunks his helmet down into those ashes, which, what the hell are those? That was very strange. <laughs> the, uh, those were supposed to be the ashes of his victims, originally. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, yeah. that's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. That's something Kylo Ren would do. Yeah, he's like, yeah, so these are the ashes I'm of my so victim. evil, these I'm, are the ashes of the people I'm I killed. Gl- I'm glad they didn't, like, mention that in the movie, though. Yeah, that's, that's a little, just, too, that's a little too much. It's yeah. <laughs> a little too so intense, but I like... Use. These are the ashes of the people I've killed. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Um, and his voice, little voice modulate. Like, okay, so he's literally, his mask is literally just like a Darth Vader mask. Like, don't, don't go grab it and put it on. Start talking <laughs> but, like, it's the same thing where he just kind of is talking through this, like, I'm Darth Vader. And then you take it off and he's just like, ah, it's the girl from, uh, the guy from uh, Girls. Yes, yeah. that up. Close yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. We gotta reshoot yes. it, guys. Yes. We gotta reshoot I, it. We cut nothing. We cut on nothing. Adam Driver and... What a guy. Just him as, an, him as an actor in general. He is so good as Kylo Such Ren. Such a great and actor. I have he never... Is. I have not seen a bad movie with Adam Driver. No. Like, it took, he, it took me a while so to appreciate him in this movie. Yeah. Like, I didn't oh, get it right away. I was like... Great in this movie. I liked him better with the mask on at first. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. His face me was too. so goofy. I right. was like... It's his face! He's a goofy face. No, I know. And that's not... That's not like... A, <laughs> I don't know. It's that's the man's not, face. What are you going to do like about a it? Great criticism to yeah. make. I realize that that's your face like... is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I mean you get the like he doesn't really look like a villain. Like I like he that. doesn't get. Yeah. And I like yeah. it too. But it took me so long to yeah. appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, me okay. too. It's valid. I agree with Logan. But no, and and Adam Driver, if you you're listening, uh, which you're not, uh, I, I I'm <laughs> just which, I'm just I'm just kidding. I love you. Please don't be mad at me. Like and I didn't realize 
I think when I watched Force Awakens, this was like the first time that I had seen him in anything. Yeah. And then watching films that came out beforehand, I was like, oh wow, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Patterson. Yes, he has. I love him in Patterson. I love Patterson so much. Yeah, he's Patterson, great in Patterson. Inside Lou and Davis. I haven't seen that, but he's great in um, He's going to be in that. Logan new, Lucky. He's, he's great, great in that. Lucky. He's going to be in that new uh, Jordan Peele movie. Oh, the, he is. The, the Black, he's in Us. Black no, 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 the Spike Lee Black film. Black Handsman. Black. Jordan Black Peele produces. Oh, I thought Black you were talking Klansman. about the new. But no, uh, Us. New, the new Jordan Which Peele has Lupita Nyongo in it. Yeah. Going down a rabbit hole. But no, yeah, and this is the first scene where we really get. Like Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, like yes. we like he was under the mask and doing whatever before, but like he this was is, awesome. Yeah, and yeah, this is like the point where the facade is off. It's the actual. It's just, it's a boy now. And you realize, yeah, like, and what I love about his character is you realize he's still just a kid. Like it's still just Ben Solo. Like as we'll learn is his name later. Like it's just this guy where he's like, and even when like it's he's trying to reach out and they're going like you said they're going back and forth like. It's obvious, like, he's not, like, overly powerful. Like, he obviously has the half of him that's Han Solo that is not Force-sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, it's like, yeah, like, this random chick's just gonna be like, eh, no, excuse me. Like, you cannot be in my brain right now. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I really liked, I, I love this scene, and I love how he mentions the island. And he, how she can see the island, and that's, I think that's a really cool call for that's right. And, um... I don't know why, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but it really, when he was talking there, it really felt like the um, the scene in Skyfall, have you guys seen Skyfall? Yeah. 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 Where um, Javier Bardem is like, talking about the rats, I'm like, oh, and you feed the rats to the rats, and all the elite is right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't you start, like, caressing Daniel Craig's thighs? Yeah, but that's not the part I'm talking about. I, just, I haven't seen the film, I just no, know that that's yeah. in it. Oh, Daniel it's Craig it's is in this movie, too. Best Bond film. I have, I have not seen any Bond. Um, really? Yeah, I you think, think so. I Skyfall. Think so. Yeah. All right. Um, but no, yeah, no. Just the way he was delivering the line. We'll do James Bond. Speaking of Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig cameo right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of fun. And he has also a uh, Michael Giacchino. Really? Yeah. He, he in it? He's somewhere. Yeah. He's around. Yeah. <laughs> he's around. He's hit or miss for me in terms of his score. Sometimes he's really good. Really? Sometimes he's like meh. But yeah, no, yeah, I love this Craig cameo, and this scene is so much fun yeah. of her doing that. The and I'll drop trick. my weapon. Yeah, the, like the and I'll drop my weapon. So good. <laughs> um, and then you know we get this. Get this is the scene where we get the you know the comparison between uh, the Star Killer and the Death Star. I was like, oh, that's one. Like, great, we're bigger now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. oh, I already talked about that. And then I like how Han's like, how do you blow it up? There's always a way to blow it up. And we're like, yep, we're gonna go through this again. Yet <laughs> <laughs> again. All right, third time. Yeah. Gonna blow it up. But then, <laughs> but this Finn. Tricks them. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. we're going to go to the thing. And, and I like how they like, never... like, nah, I'm just here to get rigged. I like how they never oh. bring that up in Last Jedi yeah. of how he's like, I completely fucked with you guys. I had no idea. <laughs> well, the only person that knew were Han and Chewie, and no and one else can understand Yeah, I guess Chewie. Han's dead. <laughs> Han's yeah, dead. Like, Han's dead. Chewie's gone. Finn should be the one that uh, is getting yelled at by Leia instead yeah. of Poe. Yeah, story. seriously. Um, Finn always does stuff to screw people over. Um, <laughs> but um, but uh, I also want to mention before we get to Starkiller... That this this goodbye scene between Han and Leia Ooh. is oh it's yeah. so it's amazing. Hard I mean it's amazing on you know not the first viewing when you yeah. know like this is the last time they see each other yeah. yeah and I feel like what what this trilogy has done well besides the fact that Han and Luke are never on screen again Damn. together I think they get the two scenes with Leia right and yeah we talk about with Last Jedi the last scene between Luke and Leia and oh the last gosh, scene between yes. Han and Leia like like these two scenes in these movies. 
both killed it, and I know we'll get into the details of how I cried my eyes out like a little bitch yep. in Last Jedi so many different times. But um, but this scene, like like watching it this time, I almost started crying. Like it just it hit me so hard and when that music swirled. Ugh, it was perfect. Um, and I think I think this is where Fisher's the best of her of of her in this movie. I think, and um, I don't know. I feel like this was this was the time where it said like ding rotting corpse. Han Solo was about to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you didn't get it before, like he's gonna die, and you got to get ready for that. Um, and yeah, the, I think this was a. We then get to the Star Killer, which I think great scene when he when Finn's like, "What are we doing?" And Han's like, "We're landing at light speed." And he was like, <laughs> "This what? is a bad what? idea." <laughs> and um, when Han's yelling at Chewie, the I am pulling up. Like that's such a the, yeah. I, I love their banter. Yeah, they, I, I really hope that we get more of that in Solo. It yeah. seems like we will. Yeah, it's even really good. And um, and yeah, this is where we the, get the uh, this isn't how the Force works. Great line. This is how the Force so good. Works. Um, so yeah, it, it, I, what I hate about this ending and the way it wraps up the Phasma scenes, man. I like the trash compactor. Yeah, there is line. That's, that's a <laughs> yeah, lot of fun. There is. That's a lot of fun. He's so good in that scene. We don't get a Chewy Han goodbye scene. No. Which no, is really kind of disappointing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get the way the nature of the death, but... I, f- I feel like that would have been very thrown in. Yeah. Like, just been like, why are they saying goodbye? Yeah, I mean, they're going on a mission together. Yeah, yeah. it's just another, it's another, another I day. I think I that makes it heartbreaking. Too. I know. Yeah, it's just it makes it even more heartbreaking when Chewie lets out that, oh that primal God. roar. Oh. But what an amazing moment. Oh my God, oh my God. yeah. Oh. And that's so, scene. Yeah, first of all, I love let's the visual of the, the light coming down. Yeah, let's, oh, let's yeah. talk about the Han death scene. Ooh, love, I mean, so yeah. much symbolism. I right love now. the light coming down through the window. I love, oh, also, um, there's a line before someone said, like, Poe says, like, as long as there's light, we got a chance. Mm-hmm. And I think that really plays in with the whole thing in Last yeah. Jedi about, like, oh, wait, like, if you don't, you know, like, if you only believe in the sun when you can see it, then you'll never make yeah, it. Yeah, I think night. that, um... I believe in the sun. Oh my god, that's <laughs> yep. the song we saw in the chorus. Um, <laughs> but also, I think, like... With that to um, to even this scene where like the light is on Kylo Ren's face for the entire scene until he makes the decision to kill him. Yeah, yeah. And like I didn't notice that myself. Like that was someone else pointing that out to me. But like that's so uh, yeah, cool. That's, brilliant. that's really good filmmaking. And, like, just like, the, like, ugh, and man, as soon the as that light, light is completely gone, is when he pulls out the lightsaber. The, the and red lights comes all over yep. his face. Oh, when he went from the yeah. lightsaber, it's great. And Leia, um, and you know, Leia, as ooh, soon as he dies, she, she just it. knows, she just sits down but, and she's yep. like, whoa. No dialogue spoken. But, I, I like this scene in theory, and I like parts of it, like the red, Burn. like the light, and I like the, the lighting and all that stuff, but, I don't know, it's too quick, and it's kind of lame that that is the way that Han Solo goes out. Really? I don't, I don't think so. No, I think I it's... I don't like it. I think it's in perfect. Okay, and, I, what I like about it is that he's made it through all of these struggles with, like, you know, like, he's just, he's been in a bunch of space yeah. battles, and, like, he's he was in with, like, a bunch of, like, smugglers who've tried to kill him, and, like, bounties have been on his head, and he, like, took on the Empire, and... Now, like the thing that kills him is his son. Yeah, and like oh, I, I think, like that. I think that's, that's what, what gets him. That's what I'm saying. It's a good scene in theory, in that like in little parts of it. I just I I don't know. I would have liked to see him like sacrificing himself. Yeah, but I feel like I, I don't think every single character needs a hero send out. Not yeah, everyone no. needs the Donnie Yen from Rogue no, One but, moment. No, but Han Solo does. <laughs> but does, I feel like it makes him. I feel like smuggler. Does. 
Like, that was his his whole thing. Like, he's, like, been a criminal for how many years? And I'm sure in Solo we'll see, like, how, like, he ran with this gang and, like, did all of this stuff and, like, mm -hmm. was just, like... I, I mean, he always tried to, like, avoid attachment and I think that's what makes it so fat. Uh, so, so fat. So, <laughs> so fat. So sad. So fat. Makes it so, so sad. sad. That's what makes it so sad is that that's what... Like, is that his family and his attachment is what finally, like, yeah. causes him to die. No, I, no, like I said, I like that Kylo is the one that kills him. And I think it, it really helps the Kylo character. It gives him that depth. But, um, but, but also, also it, it wouldn't make sense for him to be, like, fighting Kylo and go out that way because yeah. they're, like, they're trying to bring him back. Yeah. And then I think as soon as he dies and Leia, Leia sits down, first what she's realizing is... Han's dead. Yeah. Second, what she's realizing is there's no way I'm getting Kylo back now. Mm -hmm. Like he's gone. Yeah. My son is gone. Yeah. Have you guys read the theories that about that Han's scene? Oh, that Han yeah. turned on the lightsaber. I hate that theory. I kind Why? of like that theory. I like that theory. I don't. I like it. I think it kind of makes sense. I think it makes sense in the way they show the the and, the gripping thing. and the dialogue. No, no, Han is not suicidal. He's not suicidal. I mean, but he's willing to risk his life to help his son. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think he would give his life to help his son be more evil. Yeah. No, but I think he. I think he knows that there's still good in him. Yeah, but like, I don't think that's that's not an action that's gonna push him towards the light. I was gonna I say don't. that is like I legitimately wonder though. Like, I like that theory that I like, like Han's the one that pre like press the ignite button, but like, um, I I don't. I just don't know why. No, you're like, why would... Like, like it just doesn't make... Like, like oh, it's, it's one it's of those cool. things where you think about it and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe, and then you think about it a little harder and like, that doesn't I, make I like sense. watching that scene with that in mind. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. the possibility of it, but I don't oh, yeah. think It's a speculation, it. but yes. But also what I don't like about this scene is that there's no time to mourn. Like, really? Instant fighting about? and explosions. I think instant yeah. fighting. I think... Like, I, I disagree. I think there's... You see, you know, you see him falling, you... I think you get a couple shots of... Yeah. Of Ren's reaction, you get you know Leia's, Leia's mourning. But I mean, other than that, there's really no one around who would be, you know, yeah, mourning. Like sure, speaking from a fan. yeah, and and you get you get some stuff from them, and you I know. think I think it's a great change of pace when Chewbacca just completely goes. Oh, off. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. And he shoots him. Why did he keep shooting Kylo Ren? Why did he engage with stormtroopers? Like. Oh, man. That just that's makes me that's the point that I was going to bring up. He's up. injured. He just yeah. killed his dad, and he just got shot in the gut. Like, yeah. that's why I think he's, like, able to be taken down later. Yeah. Because he's had, first of all, significant uh, trauma emotionally. Force. Second of all, significant trauma physically. So I feel yeah, like that's what true. makes sense um, there. But no, like, I don't know. The most we get is later Chewbacca's like, oh. Well, like, for, I like, a shot, and that's it. Speaking from a fan perspective, sure, I would love to see everyone have a, like, uh... A miraculous send out while they're fighting the bad guys and I would love to mourn for everyone but in a, like a realistic Star Wars film I, I want it to be sad I want it to like I think John Jin got mourn. a better send off than Han Solo think, and I'm mad about that I think what it did I think what it did was make me hate Kylo Ren more <laughs> yeah hate but love Kylo Ren at the same time like hate like like oh my god this guy but it like at the yeah. same time like it takes that character to like a new oh, level yeah. it yeah. legitimately yeah. took me time after this movie to like appreciate Kylo again like you're supposed that. to like you're supposed to hate him is yeah. what I mean like and, and I think it's such a good, a good character mm -hmm. in this movie and like specifically in the next movie but like in this movie by itself trying to isolate it like he's this is so much for his character in the rest of the movie. And then we get the lightsaber duel after this. And I think it's, um, I think it's really, I, I like 
Finn's brave, uh, bravery here to just kind of go at Kylo Ren, even though he gets his ass kicked right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, almost right away. He gets a little bit of a jab in. But... He gets his back shredded. Yeah, like, the first time I saw this, I thought he was done. I, was like, I wow! thought he was a goner. <laughs> I like how they actually um, make that injury affect him. Because usually yeah. it's like, oh, he got, like, Half his arm cut off. Oh, he's fine. But like this actually carries over to the next movie, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. actually hurt for a while. Yeah, because well, he has a fake spine now, probably. Because yeah. <laughs> that sounded like a little injury, and um, and you know, you know, I thought that lightsaber duel just between the two of them, like it's very, like you said, visceral. Like it's really cool. The noises, mm-hmm. like, and even with the trees falling down, mm-hmm. it, it's so loud. It feels real. Like it, yeah. it's the first, like. I mean, maybe being used to the prequel lightsaber duels, like you said, mm-hmm. Brennan, it feels more. It feels less choreographed. It feels more. Yes. Yeah, it's it not does. as. Acrobatic. And I think that's kind of because you have, you know, a extremely amateur swordswoman, and mm-hmm. you have a injured swordsman, and I think that kind of contributes. And they're really both fighting with their feelings in mm-hmm. that scene because he's, <laughs> he's really channeling the rage. Feeling and, fighting, and you know, that's all I need. I don't need the insane choreography of yeah. the prequels. Like, you're it's, just like, Why? it's fun to watch, but when here, when it's here, it's, you can still tell it's very emotion- emo- emotionally charged. <laughs> what a moment when Kylo goes for the lightsaber and it streaks past him. That was ray. amazing. Oh, that's an applause moment. Yes, yeah, it is. For real. And the music swells. Here's my problem with the music. Call me a nerd and tell me to shut up if that's necessary. But when they're having that moment where they're locked and he's saying, you need a teacher, and the Luke Skywalker theme kicks in, and I'm like... It's not a Luke Skywalker theme. It's the Force theme that, like, it's like... It's a... Like, that's like the Skywalker theme, pretty much. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's not... It's his lightsaber! It's his lightsaber! It's not the Skywalker theme. It's just the Force theme. To believe that if the Skywalkers die, the Force dies is vanity. No, but to believe that uh-huh. if the Skywalkers die, the episodic movies are over is not vanity. Like, these movies are about the Skywalkers, and I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed that she's not a Skywalker. I think you have Kylo to continues the book. I, we'll talk about that last show. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like that she's not a Skywalker, and I don't like that. Like... Like, I feel like there's so much leading in this movie. Right, like, well, we, we'll, we will get to that in the yeah. last No, but uh, speaking about that shot specifically, yeah, really. oh my gosh, the uh, colors yeah, with the snow great. on the face melting. I love that shot I so I love much. the snow scene. It's so yeah. cool. Yes. And, and that's such a, like, again, that's a real set they made. Yeah, it, visually, so it's cool. beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. And... Uh, just a little moment. I love that the Star Killer, instead of exploding, turns into a sun. That's so That's cool. Well, yeah, because it's just absorbed the entire power of a sun, which yeah. I love. Yep. Um, I just think that visual is so cool, and I, I love when it begins to absorb the the sun and the, yeah. all the trees. Just, yeah, oh, get, like kind of sucked in. <laughs> I love and that, especially like when it like breaks apart when they're fighting, and he's just like, "You need a teacher." And it, just it just looks oh, so good. <laughs> that line always makes me laugh. You need a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Adam Driver, calm it's down. He's a brat. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, the way I see it. I don't know. Like little moments like that is why I like JJ as a director, and why I'm kind of I'm I'm keeping out faith that they can finish off this trilogy I'm strong. So yeah. Hands off to him. Hands yeah. off to him. Hands, Hands off. off. Um, and then you know, Star Killer's defeated. You know, it's whatever. We we know that all three of these characters are gonna get off all our main villains, Phasma, uh, Hux, and and Ren. And then we get back to the Resistance base, and it's like, oh, 
R2, you have the rest of the map. Just sit Yeah, R2, there. Why, like, were, the why were you not doing anything? How did this happen? <laughs> oh I like God, that because it, it fits in with the rest of the movies. R2 knows everything and doesn't and do just anything. And he does yeah. nothing. That was probably by accident. accident. <laughs> that was by accident. So I don't think, I don't know, I don't go with that. He I mean, straight so up had the map the whole time. It's so stupid that all of a sudden it's like, oh, check R2. Oh, he probably won't have it, but... Oh, oh, he has it. Oh, oh wow, huh? Oh, he has it. Oh, well, uh, guys, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> all right, right, go. And, like, uh, I don't know, just that scene, it's, like, it's supposed to be this big heroic scene, and I'm like, just, like, come on, but like, like, seriously. Ugh, man, we didn't even stop to talk about the X-Wings or, like, anything about it, because it's just copy-paste battle scene. Yay. Yeah, I guess. Also, it makes me really mad that Leia, hug- uh, that Leia hugged Ray and not Chewie. Yes, but I understand it. No, no, because no. the force. I feel like the force. I feel like that's no. his way of saying, "I know you don't have to tell me. Like you don't have to tell me like that. My husband died. I know." And also maybe JJ trying to set up something with their parentage. I thought, but I mean, like I, I took it more as like, Chewy. I know. Please. I know. Chewy keeps, <laughs> doesn't get a medal. Doesn't get a hug. Someone hug him. Chewy, <laughs> Chewy just has to mourn him. I'll corner. hug you, Chewy. Yeah, I want a Chewy hug. He'll oh. probably break your spine. <laughs> I'd, I'd be <laughs> fine worth it. Yeah. Would not. I'd still get a hug in. <laughs> yeah, not worth. It. Um, but no, yeah. And then Ray, Ray gets sent off to Octo, and I think that this is a really. The I don't know. whole time she's climbing up this island, oh, I'm like, man. so good. It's so good, and it's just the suspense builds and builds with the music. This and music is incredible. Music is so, oh, I, I think I might have said the March of the Resistance is my favorite from this from this movie. I was wrong. It's this last little like minute. I, 50 can, of I could not and pick. Once again, time. we can chalk that up. To the practical effects. Yeah. They're yeah, actually on an island in Ireland. Yeah. And it looks so that good. That is impossible to get yes, to. You are it, never going to step foot on that so island. It looks so good. Yeah. I've been like, to the Cliffs of Moher. It's sweet. Yeah. It, that specific island, Skelly Michael Island, is like a nature preserve for puffins, which is why Ryan Johnson made ports. Um, but like, like it's <laughs> it's a nature preserve. So literally, they had to go through so many hoops to get on that island. Is and that? I'm so glad they did. I just like to so good. I just like to imagine that in the Last Jedi, there were just like puffins flying around in the shots. <laughs> they, and had to, like, they had to see you down. Damn it! Like, well, isn't that we, can, we can't have these puffins then? Uh, these puffins in the shots. Let's just uh, make them brown <laughs> in CGI. <laughs> <They're porgs. laughs> Yeah, um, I, I think that this is one of the greatest movie endings of all. Oh, time. it's great! Yeah, it's awesome. I, I don't love the helicopter shot that closes. Oh, it. I, I love the spinning. That. Yeah, I, I think. Don't like yeah, it. I, I actually did. Does, write that does down it in my take notes. you out of it? Yeah, a bit. It I, think, I think it's a great closing image, and I don't love the spinning. It's just because, like, it's so obvious. Like, if you know anything, like that, they're definitely in a helicopter yeah. just going around. <laughs> <Wee>! <laughs> like, I don't know. I I was so caught up in the emotion that I just I love seeing. Yeah, I love seeing them from afar on the actual island. Yeah, I just love it. No, I give you that, but like I think it would have been really cool to end on just Luke's face. Yeah, it's I thought that would have been really cool. But um, I, I love how there are no words spoken, mm-hmm. and yeah, you, it's you can just read it in Mark Hamill's face with mm-hmm. the wind blowing the conflict, the, the wind blowing through his hair. He kind of tilts his face. And he a looks bit. so badass. Yeah, he oh, does. So, cool. so badass. I was just like in love with the way that he looked. Yeah, I love Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark I said it once. I'll say it again. He's brilliant. Come on the show, Mark Hamill. Come on the show, oh, please, yeah. Mark Hamill. This is right. this is such a great ending to a great movie. So I think I think we're good. I think we're I wrapping think we it up. Final thoughts. Let's get Mike challenge our Justice really? League for Jeez. longest episode. Freaking long. Um. So Brendan. All right. Final so thoughts. my final thoughts. Uh, this is an amazing movie. I, 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 I can't say much else. I've voiced all of my opinions. It's in. It's incredible. I watched it 
like every time a new movie comes out, and not uh, every every time a new Star <laughs> every Wars. time a new movie comes out, I watch The Force Awakens. Every time a new Star Wars is arbitrary. So like every weekend, Quiet Place, every Last day. Jedi first, or Force Awakens first. Life of the Party, Infinity Force Awakens War. first. <laughs> Anyone comes to Infinity War? No, I'm sorry, I have to watch <laughs> the Force, Force Awakens first. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I better plan my schedule around this. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go on a date tonight, and so I gotta watch Force Awakens this morning. <laughs> right, let's, let's keep the shit rolling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just been this so long. very long. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I don't have anything else to say, but I'm gonna give this movie an A. Yeah, uh, great movie. Um... Uh, seen it like twelve times. <laughs> I can watch it again and still um, find new things that I love. Um, it brings back the old, the old characters, the old themes from the original trilogy. Combines it with this uh, new visuals and these new um, ideas we haven't seen before. Um, it's a great reintroduction to the series. It, it's it's a nostalgia joyride. It's a great film. A. I completely agree with everything you just said. I second all of that. I think it's an awesome way to kind of pass the baton to the new generation of Star Wars. And I think it's just... I think in almost every way, the new characters, the bringing back the, the old characters, the visuals, the music, they nailed it. And A+. Plus. Yeah. Wow! I was, I, was debating, I was debating A or A+. Plus. I'm doing an A+. Plus. Wow. Yeah, I love this movie, um, as you can tell by the, the almost two hours that we've been talking about it. But uh, yeah, no, I love this movie. I have minor problems with it. You know, there are too many consistent, uh, too many parallels to A New Hope, for my taste, um, just in general. And, you know, there are some things here or there with that I don't love. The I think the Han death could have been a little better, um, but ultimately, it's still an A. I, I love this movie. I don't know how J.J. was able to live up to the expectations. Mm. There were so many expectations, and the fact that I didn't hate this movie is, like, amazing, and the fact that I'm giving this movie an A is just, like, even more impressive. I love Daisy Ridley in this movie. Like, I think she's good. I cool love word. Boyega. I think Boyega's great. I love Oscar Isaac. Adam Driver's perfect as Kylo Ren, and I love the direction that this forces us forward. Come on the show, all of those people. Yeah, all of those people. Mark Hamill, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> So and Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, come on the show because you're cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know Billy Lord at all, actually. She's I know, I know she, who she, she is, but I don't, I've never seen her before in anything. I don't no, she's in, she's in Star Wars. Yeah, I know. I know I'm saying I haven't seen I her like perform oh, yeah, I, 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 like an actual I role. I've seen her in some shows. Um, but yeah, I know. I, I knew she was in this, but mm-hmm. I didn't like she oh, didn't oh, okay. do she's anything. Been. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen her act. But, um, but no, yeah, I love this movie. I love the way it sets up. It reintroduces the universe. It sets us up for cool things to come. Um, and cool yeah, beats. I think it's really good. And it's an A. I think that's the most agreed we've ever been. On I the think podcast. so. Probably. That was, that was good. Wow. Maybe besides Empire, like it's, that it's, and Empire. It's going to be a big jump from this <laughs> to Jedi and <laughs> Rogue One. And Rogue One is going to be divisive. Um, yeah. So I actually have something that I kind of wanted to call back to our um, Revenge of the Sith episode. Okay. We. It was just something that I was kind of thinking about, and I was like, yeah, like this. I, I, I found an explanation for something. You were, Floyd, you were saying how the um, whole part on Kashyyyk is just kind of thrown in there. Mm-hmm. doesn't really have anything to do with anything else. And I agree with that, but I think the reason that they did it is because, um, as you said, in Return of the Jedi, instead of the Ewoks, they wanted to have it be the Wookiees. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of a way, I think, in that movie to sort of bring it back to that and, like, 
like, here's finally, like, we gave you Ewoks before, we're sorry, here, now take some Wookiees. <laughs> I get that, but it still doesn't, like, I, I, I understand. It's not yeah, I, I, just, I just thought that would give a little bit more reasoning, I was just thinking about it, so. Yeah. And now I know you have something to announce that's yes. very exciting. Yeah, so. so, we are doing our first ever giveaway, and really, oh, snap. And really this is on you guys, because if, if we're going to do this, um, we need some help from you guys, uh, we really want to keep expanding the podcast, and um, we need your help. So if you listen to the show, um, we are giving away a Blu-ray copy of The Last Jedi. Um, so Should we sign it? We can sign it. Yeah, if we'll we sign it. it. Oh. Okay, we'll email you, and if you want us to sign it, we'll sign it. We'll if sign you it. don't want us we, to email, we don't want to mess up your. Cover, <laughs> if you don't want to mess up your cover, then we won't sign yeah. it. We'll yeah. leave yeah. optional signing. Our optional. signatures um, are worth nothing. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, pretty simple. How you guys get entered into this? Give us a five star rating on iTunes. It's the first thing you got to do. Put um, your name on that, put your so name that on we that can so be we... like, "Oh, that's you're yeah. this person." And then Some don't be like, you. "My name is Dong Lover 83 <laughs> 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 Use your real name. <laughs> and then um, please don't Dong Lover. I know you're out there. Someone is gonna do that now, and like you're gonna I'm make Dong Lover eighty three on iTunes. If you put Dong Lover eighty three on iTunes and give us a five star review and do all of the following things, we will not be able to. Yeah, use we this won't be able to correlate your your. Um, your two entries, but not okay. So you have to give us the five star uh, review, and then either on Facebook or Twitter, or I mean, I guess if you don't have either of those and you want to do Instagram or something like that, I guess that's fine too. As long as you can prove to us that you've shared us on social media, tag um, us. Tag us. Tag us. Yep. Um, we're we're really looking for Twitter and Instagram if that's possible. If you have one of the two, and then and Facebook. And f- oh, we don't sorry, have not Twitter and Instagram. Crap. Twitter and Facebook. Yes. My bad. That's what we Twitter got. and Facebook. Yep. This I, is what I, we got. One. This is it. We do not have an Instagram at the moment. And the there way was we're, one. The way we're going to do this it. is that your basis to get in is the just the five-star review on iTunes. And then from there, it's going to be... we're gonna. I think we're going to do a competition. We're going to see who can get the most shares or retweets. A share equals a retweet. So whoever gets the most shares or retweets on their post about, hey, I want this free Last Jedi... Uh, this free Last Jedi copy. This is what you gotta have on the post. You gotta have, you gotta tag us. You gotta have our link to either our actual website, which is stopwaitwhat.podbean.com, or you can tag our iTunes account, um, our iTunes link. So you gotta have one of those, uh, you gotta have all of those things. You gotta say your name. You can hey, share the link. Yeah, share the link. Twitter. You gotta say, say your name, share the link. Um, you gotta say, hey, tag us. Tag us. You gotta put the link in it, and then you have to say, you know, you know, however many help me share this around so I can win the free copy of Say, Last Jedi. If you have enough characters on Twitter yeah. to do that. <laughs> Yo, I want this fucking Last Jedi, boys. And and here's the thing too, we're um because we're not sure how many people are gonna actually do this, we're setting the base minimum of people entering this to be ten. So if we don't get ten people to do it, we're not gonna do it. Um, so if, if I'm you talking want, to you, Nolan, yeah. you're not just going to get this because you listen. Yeah. And if, so if you, if you know someone who you think would enjoy this podcast, share this with them, um, have some, I mean, we're here to have fun. That's what we're doing. And yeah. we, we just kind of want to help, help spread it. Yeah. Help spread it. If you guys enjoy us, then spread it. And then you can maybe win a cool free. Yeah. Th- this would be movie. awesome. Um, we're just four guys who, uh, <clears throat> sit around a microphone once a week and talk about movies that oh, we yeah. love. So this would, this would really be yeah. cool. And you have the chance to get a really cool Blu-ray copy. Yeah. For free. Maybe signed by us. If you, maybe don't, signed. Signed. If you don't want it. If you, yeah, then no, if you don't want it signed, that's fine. We get it. <laughs> if you don't want it, please God don't but, uh, sign it. So if this goes well, we might try to, you know, do this again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I hope that we're coming to the end of our Star Wars podcast. This was our what? 
eighth, ninth, eighth Star Wars podcast, and we're going to get to our 11th Goodness by Solo. Me. Yep. So, um, yeah, I guess this is starting now when we're posting the, the podcast, and then I guess, I don't know. We, we haven't Should said we do it by the end of Solo? Maybe, yeah, maybe by, by the time we post Solo. By the time, yeah, by the time we, post we post Solo. That will be good. the closing of the... End of our Star Wars run. Yeah, the end of our Star Wars. Um, and then on the next episode that we record after that, we'll announce the winner as long as you guys... Um, you know, participate. Mm-hmm. So get out there and participate. Yep. Yeah, talk and, you. yeah, and tell your friends to participate. Yeah. So like, if you, if you, yeah. if you, you know, if you like this podcast, one last Jedi, share it around. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Look this. at you, Donald over eighty three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah get on. Me. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Our officially our longest episode ever. So um, I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Matt. I'm Logan. And this has been the Cinema Talk, motherfucking podcast. See you guys. See you. So today, guys, we're gonna we're gonna start off with final ratings and thoughts. That's not how the podcast works. Fucking really good. I thought it was me. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. I'm Matt. No, I'm, I'm Logan. Cool. Hey, you fucker! Okay, cut this. <laughs> no, <laughs> you cut nothing. No, cut it. Well, no, wait. What, what? What am I cutting? That doesn't start with a B. <laughs> I know.